0: Today we are going to test this bullshit. Test it. Test it well. Test it firmly. Test it. You're not going to talk that loud. That's some bullshit.
1: (laughs) I can talk this loud, and you. My mom says I'm a good boy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't say that, but I do. Out loud. (laughs) Exactly. Oh,
0: see, and already the fucking levels. I just. We don't swear on this, do we?
1: Uh, we do sometimes. Yeah, we don't like we don't avoid swearing. It's so been much. like
0: nine months since we've done anything, so maybe it's time to swear. Would it draw in a target audience? <laughs> Look, you're not even registering anymore. Yeah, that's true. What does it do
1: if we are more quiet like this? Well, I mean, I'm probably going to speak about this loud. I can go a little bit louder. The uh, yeah. So we have. The Assumption of Mary. We have Moonstone. We have Myrtle. We have the world.
0: Didn't even tell people what the hell
1: they're listening to. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just diving right in. Yeah, this yeah. this, is, this I mean, is what we're talking I mean, about. Click the link. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to Radio Free Golgotha. Uh, we've forgotten how to do this apparently. <laughs> Hello, um, everyone. Uh, that's Al. Mime am Jesse. Mime Jesse. I'm Jesse. Yeah. He doesn't speak much, trapped or get out enough. much, <laughs> trapped in an existential crisis. Um, uh, lovely to be back,
1: assuming we <laughs> publish this episode. Well, it is an episode of, of Assumptions, so why, why the heck not? I'd like to assume <laughs> yeah. that we'll be okay. Uh, so, uh,
0: this is uh, technically for August 15th, 2019. Might as well start time stamping these things. Yeah. Um, we don't have a nice breathy Radio Free Golgotha at the start of our tracks, mm. so... Not yet. Um, not yet. It's usually us insulting one another or testing our levels. Um like, a good euphemism. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, to be real insults, they must be silent, of course. <laughs> uh, but yes, okay, now tell people what they can expect in today's Oh, lineup. sure.
1: Hi. Hello. Uh, today, we're going to be celebrating the Assumption of Mary. Uh, plant. Uh, Our our plant sponsor, if we like, uh, is Myrtle. Uh, Our stone is Moonstone, I believe. Uh, It's the wrong character, but you did it beautifully. (laughs) Myrtle. (laughs) Rowan. Uh, Not Rowan today. Um, uh, Major Arcana, Arcanum, uh, is going to be the world, um, or I guess the universe, depending on which deck you're using. Maybe discuss differences there whether you're new eon or old eon <laughs> that's so old eon right now um and two other things uh the demon uh we will be talking about is hypact or packed or any number of other i like the kappa yeah you like it's very cup-a. african yeah hickpath mm. hickpat, hickpat. <laughs> yeah hypact 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 those uh, seem to be the common ones uh, and their counterparted, I believe is the, the, the euphemism we usually use, or the, the terminology. Eshu uh, uh, of mm-hmm. Kimbanda, Eshu das Matas. The style of magic that we'll hopefully get to is possession. And all the things that that may or may not entail. Uh, the figure of the week is Fortuna Major. And it's corresponding Odu of Awani. 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 Or Omonrin. Mm. Oh yes, one of the ones with Rin And
0: If we If I can convince <laughs> Al to talk about it Because he's got some <laughs> feelings about this subject um, Because Al is usually down to talk about most things But sometimes he snorts before he says Okay, fine um, Is snorting like when the bull makes the steam come out mm-hmm. There's a little bit of that with this subject, I think, for you But Sure, yeah, but happy to talk about Aradia There we go she who will not be named until <laughs> until such time as the yes but uh, so there is a little bit of planning in this that um, uh, although selfishly Moonstone was because I just got a big shipment of Moonstone in uh-huh. to make things um, but then realize that we are dealing with a Dianic feast day um, that is on the calendars has an ancient uh, feast associated with the goddess Diana and therefore hunting moons woodsy and uh, as far as a magician Aradia, as a pseudo-historical figure, certainly, much like Jesus, um, has more effect on the record than an appearance in history. Mm. Um, so, so I was taught in biblical literature in high school, but not about Aradia, about Jesus. <laughs> I was going to say. Um, <laughs> hey, <that's... laughs> no historical proof of Jesus' existence except for his impact upon society. Right. Um, so Josephus saying that we don't know who Jesus is, but we right. know his followers.
1: Know him by his works. Yeah, we
0: know We know him by the people that tell us he existed <laughs> or is a thing because there's still a division between, uh, we still ramble, believe me, it's still part of our gimmick. Uh, but uh, the division between those who emphasize historical Christ, which therefore has an authority-based thing like the Catholic Church, mm-hmm. which ha- establishes the papacy through St. Peter, um, or the Christ spirit, which is pseudo-Gnostic, And you get the even though he's a dick, um, St. Paul, Mm. who never met the historical Christ, never emphasized the historical Christ and didn't talk about the authority that the historical Christ gave him because he saw a blinding Jesus light, which is a different thing. The authority comes from Christ's spirit itself, himself,
1: herself, themselves. And this is one of the ways that we could talk about that bifurcation or that uh, d- dichotomy right between the the letter and the spirit or between the a physical transmission of some kind and a um, moving in the spirit of the thing
0: well oh, certainly I think it applies to the assumption pretty pretty most easily that transition
1: right and we we, we have the meeting of those two things again right so we have our, our notion of, of attempting to more accurately synthesize down a historical uh, perspective and, 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 and narrative and context, and then we have the, um, the 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 mythic meaning of it all, and then we have it kind of circling back round again, because the uh, with the with the, the restating of the doctrine, right? Are we mm-hmm. up to the five gems at this point? Maybe we, a bit a, a, a bit earlier, uh, or, or maybe that can come a little bit later if we're we're going to talk about what is what what. What are we assuming? What is the... uh...
0: (laughs) Well, okay. So the assumption of Mary is a major Marian feast day where Mary is assumed bodily bodily into heaven Mm -hmm. is the doctrine, which has only been dogma since the fifties, but is a tradition that does go back to the third and fourth century and there is textual support for it. Um, One of the Psalms talks, uh, parallels the Ark of the Covenant um, and returning this back to the kingdom of God and Mary as the new Ark of the Covenant who bore the new covenant. Right. Um, which more biblical literature. Thank you. Uh, I wish I remembered your name. Ninth grade biblical literature teacher, St. Francis High School. Um, uh, Starts with an F. But uh, drawing parallels, comparisons to the word overshadowed, uh, the Holy Spirit overshadows Mary, which is the word that's used for when God, the Shekhinah, comes to the Ark of the Covenant. Mm. That it is a word that is reserved in in the Greek versions to reference God descending over the Ark of the Covenant and parallel-wise when the Holy Spirit Uh, descends to mary or impregnates her she is overshadowed by the holy spirit right which is an interesting thing we're talking about the old testament and the new testament quote unquote Mm -hmm. um talking about using textual support of the psalms to to show that mary was assumed bodily into heaven that the ark of the covenant itself is taken into the kingdom of god um but what this is interesting is is that it it's one of those like At least it's not a time-traveling Jesus thing, because the immaculate conception to me is time-traveling Jesus, and that's its own fun thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But this one, at least, that the proof of Jesus's victory over death is first bestowed, as we know it, upon his mother at her death. So he does say to the thieves, you will be with me this day in paradise. But he also extends this, or that Mary's bodily assumption to heaven is proof of Jesus's success. So as the mother of God, she's granted unique, instant resurrection, which church doctrine about resurrection is so fascinating to go into because you're going to start applying, you know, scientific logic to it. Whatever your millennial version of, not millennial, but, you know, whatever your millennia's version of that is, what your current time stamp is. Well, there is a bunch of millenarianism to it, right? You
1: know, we're, we're I just talking.
0: meant like, you know, like oh, entitledism of, of the these, post. These
1: damn kids. Yeah, these damn kids. Not that. And the heroine. Yeah,
0: and they're they're tied soap pods or whatever. <laughs>
1: um,
0: speaking as one who I think aren't we
1: technically both millennials? It's a
0: weird. You so, are yeah. more than me. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, okay, so that
1: victory over sin and and, and 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 death, right? Primarily, the victory over death, um, as you say, is 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 Christ's. Uh, the evidence is that it happens to her, kind of uh, first or co-temporaneously if we're talking about weird timey wimey stuff, uh, but but more, more to the point, that it's 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 the new Adam at that point, right? So mm-hmm. we are explicitly talking about a return to prelapsarian conditions.
0: Yeah, that Mary is absolutely the uh, the daughter of Eve. She is the new Eve, right? Um, which is weird because then Jesus is the new Adam, and it's mm-hmm. very weird. When yeah, it gets very mm-hmm. um, womb possibility. If our in our earlier conversation, you know, uh, of Cocker being the womb that is contained on the the points on the end that contains the vastness. Mm. Um, that there's also this concept of wakefulness and sleepfulness wakefulness and uh, or consciousness and lack of consciousness Mm. that uh, I think is most exemplified in in Gospel of Thomas when talking about those types of things then because this is purposely esoteric Mm. but that the dormition of Mary is part of Christianity across the board that at some point Mary falls asleep in Catholic dogma now she is at that point assumed into heaven. It is not known as to whether she dies and then is assumed. And so if she's zombie like Jesus. Right. Or there is, I think it's one of the quotes from maybe Pius, the something, um, Roman numeral insertion here, um, that that does leave w- room for her uh, being not died, <laughs> alive and assumed.
1: Oh, um, which again is another one of those like, 1950s things, right? Yeah. Um, it'd be it'd be Pius twelve at that point, wouldn't it? Sure. Notes or something. So there's uh, there's some links to Book of Revelation as well, right? Yes.
0: Well, the, the woman clothed with the sun allows for a Marian vision, and also for the Virgin Guadalupe, which is his own thing, and therefore Babylonian, Babylonic, mm-hmm. Babylonian, mm-hmm. Babylonian <laughs> uh, collect connections. Um, Orthodox tradition does say that she is resurrected, but that she dies, right. um, and is this this question of resurrected in spirit versus body is is the division in the dogma um, between many different parts of the church throughout history, both uh, Protestant, Catholic, and uh, as well as Orthodox.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I think the thing that's quite fascinating about it is that this is one of the the eight days of obligation in a catholic's calendar so there's you have to go to church every sunday to be a catholic Mm -hmm. and you have to observe the eight holy days of obligation as well as understand other sacraments and things like that but this is one of the eight days you must go to church Mm -hmm. so there's something about that that's quite interesting that like this forced Marian devotion like understanding mary is so important to being a catholic that there are forced days where you must go and she's involved in all of them, of course, as the mother of God, Whether it's talking about like the birth of Jesus right. or the death of Jesus. She's there, but immaculate conception and assumption of Mary, both of which have to do with Mary specifically. Mm. Uh, one's purifying the vessel. One is allowing the vessel to enter home, mm. enter, enter heaven. Um, I find interesting that, that it is so uh, prominent a feast day. Uh, and it's history-wise that there are, of course, parallels to the August 13th uh, Dianic feast day, Roman holiday.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So this is uh, of a day that is quite interesting as far as its syncretic parallels around the world, all throughout the former Roman Empire, for sure.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But also it's kind of re its own assumption back into popular neo-pagan lore as like this thing of looking to the quote old religion of Catholicism yeah. mm-hmm. and seeing where they got stuff from the pagans and pulled it in and making it a prominent, um, almost like a, a second lady day of the year. Sure. Um, that, that especially if we consider that, that Lamas is, or Lunasa is two weeks long in its, in its older incarnations, we're at the end of this by the time we get mm-hmm. to, um, the assumption of Mary. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah. I feel like I interrupted you, though.
1: No, no. No, it's all. No, it's slightest. So as a, a day of obligation, those days generally, you know, having been around for a lot longer, usually have a lot more, um, for want of a better term, folkloric practices around them. Or would you say those are more periods where people put that aside and, you know, dressed in their best and, and, and looked good for?
0: I feel like the, the Holy Days of Obligation, I mean, I have to look into the specific history, but, like, I mean, when you're young when I was young, I just assumed they were sacrosancts since ancient times. Like I didn't understand that dogma is continually created, even though you understand that the Pope is the officiator of dogma, but like, sure. When he changes dogma and takes purgatory away, like fine, Benedict, I don't acknowledge you as a Pope anymore. And you know what? You left office anyway, because of a money scandal or something else worse. But like, what did he effectively do? He made a bunch of saints that had never been made before from, from third world, uh, new world countries. And, uh, he got rid of purgatory, which is like, it's either, you're, you're either all in now or not. There's no, <laughs> like, just the tip. Right.
2: Um,
0: and that's, I don't know. Dogma is a weird relationship. With the Holy Days of Obligation, I, I don't know what it was that, like, that, that there was already this devotion to this in certain countries. Yeah. Certainly Italy, with, uh, oh my Italian, I'm going to try and pronounce it like Portuguese or Spanish, and I'm going <laughs> to yell that. Ferragosto, um, that is my, um, my San... Yeah. Fernando Valley, uh, pronunciation <laughs> of that, um, that might be from you know the the days of Emperor Augustus. Um, oh yeah, but
1: I don't it's know. Like I th- yeah,
0: yeah, mm-hmm. and I think Anglicans fall do more under the uh, the Dormition mode, right do they call it like? Yeah, because um, I have friends that call it Sleepy Mary Day. <laughs> uh, which is totally like, which in Spanish I guess we could say "mimis." Uh, like this is um, you ask children if they're ready to go "mimis." Dormir is so it's is to sleep. So, um, uh, Merry Mimi Day. Um, there's so many options with how to uh, do those types of things. Um, but I don't know. It, it's it's extremely popular in Europe uh, as as a feast day. Um, former
1: Catholic countries for sure. Um, and a day associated with her even beyond the, the technicalities of various different denominations, doctrines about what exactly happened.
0: She's That's substituting still, for there's something female that must be done in the, in the heat of August. Right. No matter where you are, there must be something Marian that we are celebrating, which is interesting. Okay. And like, okay. Uh, the Dianic connection is its own thing. I yeah, uh,
1: think we can make something of it happening a day or two afterwards and being uh, a solar emphasis rather than a lunar emphasis. Sure I mean Mary
0: is the moon though So it's interesting Because you're you're forcing Another eclipse Mm. uh, Like Parallel wise So the eclipse Is Jesus' death Where Mary is witness To her son's death Mm -hmm. And then Mary's death Is witness to Jesus' life Mm. In the assumption So the moon joins the sun Whereas Instead of the sun Joining the moon So the evidence Is is reversed Which Is interesting Because it's not usually Talked about in eclipse terms But then like You know Our obsession with Eclipses in a certain um, devil spirit, but no, no, know. that's, that's something interesting there. Um, sure. it is, uh, Psalm one thirty That is the mentioning of the Ark of the covenant. Um, yeah, I, I think with the Diana connection too. So this kind of balance of solar and lunar, obviously the, the heat of August and, and what that is, is, uh, I don't know, quite telling that it, also the kind of, uh, what is it called? Uh, the Greek way or the Roman way, depending on who's talking about it, but the idea that you look at a catalog of a pantheon of gods from somewhere else and you just align them to your own. Oh, yeah. Um, You know, early table of correspondences stuff. Mm -hmm. um, And reductionist universalism from your own wonderful centrist point of view. Mm -hmm. Um, And that when we talk about, that is the sound of a rat drinking. um, uh, He's an older rat. He knows when we do podcasts. Mm -hmm. So he's, uh, we'll just wait for that to... (laughs) stop thank you Thomas it's really lovely of you thank you
1: the thirst is real yeah
0: (laughs) all right I don't even know where we were uh Dianic Connections so Dianic Connections also is interesting in the sense that the modern belief is that this took place in Ephesus which is a more recent tradition Mm. um most of the early descriptions say she died in Jerusalem Mm. I also like that there is a the girdle have you read about that um That there was, uh, she came out of clouds and handed an apostle, her girl, to show her that she was taken into heaven bodily Mm. to prove.
2: Right.
0: So it's like, she is literally floating around in the clouds in, in heaven, which is in this lovely, I don't know why it's this Mary Poppins wonderland in the sky, but But yeah, yeah, it's, but this idea that like the clouds part and the revelation is here's my girdle. Mm. Like I was taken into heaven. Wow. Um, and here's proof that it was because they open up Mary's tomb and it's empty. It's just her clothes, much like the Jesus factor,
2: oh. which
0: always wonders is like, is Jesus naked? Like, was it Flash and he suddenly was just naked outside?
2: Hmm.
0: I mean, sure. he's crucified naked. So I guess it's fine when he's turned into a flock of bats. <laughs> yeah. That modern part of the director of the movie was really fun. That was, oh, that was a good scene. That right? was, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. probably the they only actual well. good scene. <laughs> um, okay. So Jesus... Uh, Jesus bats Mary Ephesus, Yeah uh, which is a Diana, or an Artemisian at least, uh, Diana of Ephesus, Artemis of Ephesus oh, sure, sure, cult sure. center, um, which is always connected to Mary. Um, Big Paps energy, <laughs> multi Paps, <laughs> yeah. um, a pap, a smear of Paps perhaps. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What other
1: keywords then could we, if we're going to do it like that? The 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 main themes uh, of of the Assumption.
0: Hmm. I mean, it's a fulfillment of the promises of bodily resurrection, right? through her being an example it does kind of bring her to a co-redemptrix status even if she's not explicitly stated in that way Mm. um I do think it is in that co-redemptrix way of like emphasizing a a female model for a salvific vision Mm -hmm. um that I think those words I just strung together that don't actually mean anything. Salvific vision is a thing, but I don't think it was used properly in that context. Soteriologically? Yes. Uh, there's definitely some training wheels back on recording after not having <laughs> done it for nine months. Can give a talk, can teach a class, but cannot record a podcast. Um, <laughs> and the rats agree.
1: It's a very particular set sort of skills. Oh dear God. Um, and and could we could, speaking of that uh, that reference? <laughs> could we could we describe this as the taking of Mary as opposed to simply the assumption?
0: No, i think assumption does in this or not consumption right. um but uh, that no but it is it is taking is it she's, not she's, like she's took uh, yeah. Assumptio means she's taken like it's it's but it's not a uh ravaging
1: right
0: it's not i mean it is in in soul perhaps but it's not the what did they call it when it was not the rape of prosperpina but like i think it is ravaging or something like that there's like another euphemistic term that is the abduction mm. She's she's assumed not abducted. Mm. You're like, girl wasn't abducted. Like there, it's taken horribly, forcibly against your will, and probably you know it's it's a different thing. And the there is the discussion too of, especially in modern, uh, mimetic culture, mm-hmm. of was Mary. Consensually, the mother of God, and she actually agrees to it. Right. Um, biblically, there is contextual yeah. evidence that, yeah.
1: that. What's that? Uh, that scene in uh, which Kenneth Grant movie is it? It's one of the ones with the stones, with the the sign that pops up, going uh, "Poof, you're pregnant." That's witchcraft.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's just such an interesting thing of like, okay, we can argue historical truth versus scriptural reference, mm-hmm. but at a certain point, which which begs to our conversation later, perhaps or. Pre- predicts our talk or what i think your opinions are about Aradia. um but the idea of the i just saw the meme go around of you know just just for argument's sake why is it that if i steal something off of a corpse that's two weeks old it's grave robbing but if you do it off of somebody who's 200 years old or an egyptian tomb you're an Mm archaeologist And I mean, it's a different set of skills and perhaps purposes, but you're still making your money as an archaeologist grave robbing, uh, perhaps not saying all archaeologists do this, but the idea of how old does the mythology have to be to be permissible as legit mythopoetic expression? Yeah. And I think we're also at a time in our culture, uh, in the West specifically, where popular fictitious characters, I mean, like post-chaos magic, of course. So, I mean, we can. You and I both have more than a heavy dose of chaos in us, um, and which is, you know, there are two wolves inside me. One is a chaos, and the other is a traditionalist, and it's just a strange thing. But you know, you can live your bliss in in one tradition that you want. <laughs> um, but uh, oh, just at the at the Virginia symposium, uh, Corinne Boyer was was mentioning how Hollywood is really. Uh, in many ways, the, the moving forward of many of our traditions. It's a really strange thing mm. of our lore, a lore keeper, mm. because we re-envision what the lore is based on what our memory sees, and we see things in movies. Right. So, you know, who of us was not, still haven't seen it? I don't think you have either. The witch. <laughs> it's really funny because it's totally like, okay, traditional craft, and I am like, yes, all the way. But it's interesting because the people who wanted that as part of their, had that as part of their aesthetic of witchcraft already or their understanding were like, yes, representation. And other people were like, oh yes, I've always been into goats and like this kind of Americana mm-hmm. colony, colonies, like let's explore what this is. Um, and it became something that pushed not only art culture and folk horror forward and re- helped reestablish folk horror as a genre that meets today's really like hunger for that. Mm-hmm. Um but it also affected our traditions much there's there's an increased rise on those things so if if something muerte appears in popular culture on t v people get more exposed to it, there is the lovely clapback of people pretending they were always into something that they 've just seen of course um you know we talk about this with everything from the cyprian revival mm-hmm. to 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 whatever the flavor you can somebody publishes a book on and Selling, there's 80 billion people who have grandmothers that initiated them into that tradition Mm. that had not written a book or know anything about that. But somehow the very specific things listed in the book are what their grandmother taught them. Mm -hmm. And it's that whole, like you start seeing emails and things in in groups or personal emails and they're like, I had a dream about this very specific set of things. That's the third paragraph down in Wikipedia. Um, And I don't know, I guess I'm a lot softer than I was... 20 years ago where I'm not angry about that as much anymore of just like your enthusiasm is great Mm -hmm. that's great but also how can we work on transitioning into a state of confidence where you can just be like this is really amazing um you know I have a deep respect for people who are like I wasn't taught anything I learned everything from books and it's been 15 years of trial and error and like dirtying my nose and like making horrible mistakes and like there's that side of it too and then other people that are learning
1: What's the difference between do you, do you want to get the the information or do you want to get some perspective on that information as well,
0: or do you want to be recognized as someone who has the information, right. which is its own? Know, we knowledge is great. We're both like yes, let's find let's pro, like pro, pro knowledge, <laughs> yeah. yeah, pro stick our necks out there, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just but so um, controversial. There's also the point where you're having a conversation and. Uh, you can uh, tell when someone is interested in promoting the idea as opposed to themselves.
2: Mm.
0: And so this is the thing when someone comes up and offers a new vantage on it. It's like, oh, great. Let's talk about that. As opposed to, mm. unless there's times where you can tell it's genuinely like this goes against everything I've ever read on the subject, heard about the subject, witnessed about the subject. So with a grain of salt, what are your sources again? Yeah. Um, but I think there's something of like, when you want the conversation, it's, it, it bears a little bit of the Eleanor Roosevelt call quote right of you know small minds talk about people Mm -hmm. um and then it goes up to events and then ideas and i don't know there's it it, if we're talking even tying it back to the assumption of mary um i assume uh as an event for mary it's significant mythologically because of the promise of christ but it also lays the groundwork as the event that we will all experience in christ light Mm. of going bodily into resurrection where i think in modern parlance, because we don't even separate physical resurrection from, um, spiritual resurrection, right. that we don't necessarily assume bodily resurrection is going to happen. It's just the person's already in heaven, which it goes against early Catholic doctrine, early yeah. church doctrine. They're like, no, they're nothing right now yeah, yeah. until the judgment card pops up for the whole world. Yeah. Um,
1: lands. yeah, <laughs> the, the, like the zombies
0: so, will rise. Me, yeah. Like it's that, yeah. you know, that, that until the zombie apocalypse happens, mm-hmm we're not there. The rapture is not supported biblically, mm-hmm. but the idea of a bodily resurrection tradition, we, we're, we're waiting for that trumpet blast. Mm. And, and Mary is already there. This is one of the evidence that saints are already in heaven is that they're performing miracles. They can listen to us because they're, they're conscious because
1: they exist in an intermediary state.
0: Yes. So they are brought into Christ's light already because they experienced so much on earth mm-hmm. and therefore can intercede on our behalf with the, the, the deity At complex. the right hand of God. Yeah. Um, Or the ear of God, if you're St. Monica, I believe, which is always just fun, uh, because uh, of her role with her son, but that she literally, liberally uh, turns the ear of God and is said to really whisper directly into his ear, which is always weird to think of, like, the creator God having ears. Yeah. Um, I know we're made in his image, biblically, but there is still the witch in me that's like, I'm confused by this. (laughs) Um, Plus, I do enjoy the kind of uh, Congolese understanding that image of God means the desire to create yes that that our yes. ability and desire to create is what makes us like God more than anything not a guarantee that that God is you know a six foot one strapping man with you know chest hair and um glutes or so I don't know why that's what I'm apparently I'm dating God Daddy. um <laughs> it is that's <laughs> what it is it's oh god that's a whole other okay I feel very attacked Aww. um in a good way um <laughs> Consensual attacking. Okay, uh, so, as
1: so, so a Dianic festival. Yeah, is we're talking. Like, I don't. You know, I do. We have other things that I want to. I want to get to as well. But the talk about it. No, we'll be. Let's talk about talking about it. Let's
0: talk about talking about
1: <laughs> it. Yeah, let's let's do it. Let's do it. Let's
0: uh, <laughs> how to make it twenty minutes you, instead of two. What do you mean? Just semantics.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you miss us? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hiya. So even the Ferragosto, right, has, um, has has connections to the aminals, right? The, 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 the That the means water. animals, right? Yeah, yeah Okay. The, the Your Italian is much better than mine. <laughs> That's definitely not Italian. <laughs> that was definitely a cutesy voice. Um, so there's this connection to beasts, right? Beasts of burden. Uh-huh. Uh, horse races, I think, especially as well. Um, which, again, this distinction between what's going on not even folklorically, just with folks, and what has happened already. You know, this is this is something that seems to have uh, been going on since what the, uh, the, the, the BC, right? Uh, <laughs> before
0: before Christ. Looks like it's actually a really good thing it's, here. To it's just... fair
1: Augusto, right? Yeah, yeah it's it's uh, uh, so it's um, it's it's August- is one of the Augustuses. So it's been happening for a fair old while. But the idea of like where it goes in terms of what people actually do, uh, and 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 what it what it meant for people doing it in the, you know, in the in the fifties or the forties or the twenties mm-hmm. of, of, of the of the previous century, as opposed to, you know, casting the net right the way back and saying because it started our earliest encounter of it is this, mm-hmm. uh, it must have something still of that to it, and that's interesting. Is there is that the case? Is it? Are we talking about a seed that still fundamentally bears uh, something of that resonance, or are we talking about something that, uh, as a as a you know living festival, can uh, amalgamate various other bits and pieces and and become something so so separate from itself? And at what point is it just happening to slot back into a calendar of mid August mid-August stuff and thus gets like reincorporated as well? We have all these different things on the same. Uh, Mantlepiece right now. So I guess we, we're, we're inherently going to be looking at the relationship between them.
0: Well, it, it brings up a lot of things that I'm sure, I mean, stop me if you heard this before, uh, cause we, we have themes in our own explorations. <laughs> um, and it's hard to remember what the hell we talked about, um, on previous episodes. So I apologize for, if this is repeating, but, um, uh, uh, radical monotheism in Western culture, insert author's name here, uh, talks about, uh, value centers, Uh, and the importance of value centers. So if you are a fishing culture, that you would need to have fishing deities that support your fishing culture needs. And if a religion comes in, it must adapt, which is the thing about Catholicism. I know there's, it (laughs) through the history of our podcast, Catholicism, the the idea of folk Catholicism has risen in high prominence within the magical community in the West. Mm. Um, It has always been a thing in in Latin American magic, of course, because this is one of our, our bigger topics, of course, of looking at Catholicism and Protestant effect upon um, the need for pagan magic to be before Christianity or contemporaneous with it. Right. Um, and Catholicism is universal, not in the sense that I believe it is meant to be the one correct thing, but as an umbrella, it it doesn't try to undo. It just incorporates and says, as long as you believe that that you are
1: going to pay us... Mm. We do not care, but so, this is this is the issue of incorporation yes. right, and, and a rearticulation, which is something that we, we you know we may well get to in talking about Leland and Aradia. Is like one of the things that are that, that's done there is this response to well, some of this stuff doesn't look uh, old pagan; it looks uh, Catholic, but Catholicism is just uh, stealing old uh, pagan stuff anyway. And but so Leland
0: is still American, yeah. is the thing. So there's still that American Protestant egalitarian thing of oh, like, yeah. of like. I mean the church of England revolted against the mother church and nothing bad horribly happened. And so like it's okay if you want to reject modern Anglicanism episcopalianism you can look beyond Christianity. You can skip past it and go back. But in a catholic worldview if you didn't revolt against it, it there's no reason to. I mean when right. when that that Mary inherits Diana's epithets mm-hmm. it's a natural evolution and it meets the needs of your society. Mm-hmm. So the the idea of um
1: which is the issue right in incorporation and um, and synthesis and change and mutation mm-hmm. uh, uh, don't occur as the conscious effort of someone sitting down with a cup of tea and a copy of 777, as we've said many, <laughs> many, many times before, right? Yes. But the, 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 the issue here is the... the, the, the but the of- leaders could. That's the thing about it, right?
0: So there's choice sets that can be there, like when we talk about syncretism from before. Well, dogma is always top-down. Yeah. Uh, well, okay, in the sense of... Uh, Secretism being the dominant culture exerting its effect on the on the on the less dominant culture, mm-hmm. um, and that there is choice to mask certain things as other things. Mm-hmm. This uh, in the in the in the ongoing discussion of dual observance that this that, sure. that and as that term becomes more in vogue because of of folk Catholicism being more known about, but also going back to Chumley's
1: references of it and things like sure. this. But you can't you can't take a, a reach around and say the elements of. Um, you can't just say that a saint is just the Catholic face that got put on an earlier pagan goddess.
0: Not by the f- not by the immediate first uh, second generation. Mm-hmm. That's what we can learn from the Caribbean.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Of you can say that the Cabildo chose Saint Barbara because of its connection to her connection to explosions, gunpowder. She's dressed in red and therefore reminds them of Shango, mm-hmm. and she masks for Shango as a saint. But inside the religious views of of. Santeria uh, they, there is no St. Barbara's not what's put to your head Shango is but the children who are not initiated in that religion fuse the two into one entity and St. Barbara becomes a child of Shango in her lifetime mm-hmm. she bears the resemblance of this and things become syncretic in that way the culture blends those things it's not a choice there's not a
1: dogmatic um,
0: one person deciding what it is unless they write a book But that's or apparently make a movie
1: it's, 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 <laughs> it's, the, it's the lived practice rather than a theological or a uh, folkloric uh, the- theory- uh, theorizing. It's not, a, it's, it's not an interpretive model at that point, uh, which is, you know, one of the the things that I think is important to talk about if we're going to talk about Leland and, and Aradia, if we get to that.
0: Well, we, we're already getting to
1: it. Oh, wait a
0: minute. I mean, we might as well skip to the end <laughs> of that already because it does tie, I mean, like the whole, the, the suggestion here, and I, I invited Al to talk about his resistance to talking about
1: Aradia. Um, Oh, that was just because I didn't want to do extra homework on the way here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Remind myself of things that I got tired about arguing about years ago.
0: Well, I I find it interesting uh, with with Aradia because she has received a kind of boost in current political climate Mm. as a figure for the rebellious witch. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting that we don't use rebellious witches that have earlier extant because there is this mode in the magical community that earlier is better. Mm-hmm. earlier is better. The Greek magical papyri are the source for all magic that follow it. Right, right, right. Even though they're like the, the scrap table notes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, this idea and which com- completely goes in the face of folk Catholicism which doesn't care about date. Yeah. It, it, it's like, but I pray to this saint and the rain comes so fuck your dates. Yeah, yeah. Um, Which, you know, to misquote Al of I can't hear your argument over actual... Your book review over the weight of historical evidence. Yes. For historical usage, crucially. Well, yeah. Even if there's a typo in a book, Mm. if people have been getting results with that typoed version, what does that mean? Does that mean that there's a hole in magical theory? Is it just belief? Is belief a tool that we're using as magicians, as people involved in this worldview? Or does the plant actually matter? Does it matter that hyssop is not hyssop? Mm. Like, Like, what is it? Is it a good substitute? Is it a complete fabrication and mistake Mm -hmm. with Aradia as far as tapping into ourselves and applying a psychological model, which once you understand psychology's effect on the Western world and then magical thought, which it is intrinsically its origins are tied into. Oh, sure. So revealing. We cannot go back to an early modern worldview the same way or a pre-modern worldview Mm. because it's always going to be there. Astrology will involve natal astrology to the point where like, well, what does it mean that this, my, my sun is here and my moon is here. Uh, it, it doesn't it, I don't know if meaning is the same word and we can't we have to predicate all those things especially when magic is inheriting thousands of years and now with the internets and its availability and the democratization of knowledge to a point and translation of so many texts that now people who have never studied another language are having access to so many texts that are now switched to their linguistic worldview and are not breaking apart even by the 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 the, the Structures and strictures of a language that automatically break you apart when you're reading in another language. Now we're even, like, we're... It's interesting. Things are going to change. Yeah. Um, Okay, so Aradia.
1: So Aradia. Uh, Okay. Um, We're we're, we're, we're familiar with what it is. That's probably the easiest thing to do, right? Uh, It's the... I want to say second. It's worth talking about. Um, uh, Etruscan... Uh, Roman remains mm-hmm. uh, as, a, as a as a thing that is the, that's, what, 1892? And then, I think, what, 1897? You get Aradia itself, which is... 97 or 99 or no, something like no, no, that. No. Okay. Um, which is said to be the uh, record of a particular gospel, a particular uh, Vangel, is that what they call it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um,
0: Vangel, yeah.
1: Of a uh, source that... Um, you man Leland uh, has uh, has found and established. <laughs> the uh, British
0: is on there. My man. He's specifically my man. I have not slept with him nor known him, <laughs> sir. Um, all right.
1: Our, our fella. Yeah. Our, uh, our, our, our guy on the ground. Our, our as
0: friend, an amateur our,
1: our fearless correspondent. Yeah. As a as a as someone who amateur
0: archaeologist, eth- ethnographer, and all these other <laughs> things. Like certainly he is a uh, he is a kindred spirit. Sure. And now he's pulling out Hutton. Mm-hmm. Who was his advisor, I believe.
1: Yeah, I have my own. He has his own gospel. Of, uh, yeah, I certainly have my own traditions that I'm trying to live up to. Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, so we we have a text from. Uh, she's from. I was checking. She's meant to be. She's uh, Madalena. Is meant to be from the Romagna region, uh, far to the east uh, of Florence, and but Tuscan. Yeah, yeah, but she's um, pulling out a bunch of stuff that she. Is at points saying is more a family tradition, and at points he's interpreting as a older underlying pre-Christian survival. Goddess. He's a pre-Murrayist Murrayist. Yeah, I mean the Murrayist
0: fallacy is is a huge thing that plays into. I mean, I love me some Murray. I, mm-hmm. I love the possibility of its identification and its its huge influence on on Gardner and neo-paganism. It's sure. wonderful, but it's also symptomatic of the blindness of Western culture. And especially Anglo-centric Western culture, where in talking about another deity, it's oh well, that day is essentially like this one for us. If that was reversed, would you agree with this statement? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it, it's that type of understanding of like, oh, we should we should have a universal language. Okay, then let's make it, you know, Hindi. Well, no, it would be much easier if it wasn't yeah, it would be easier for you if it was on terms that you understood. Okay. But this is part of the thing of like this desire for a an organized religion. Mm-hmm. One in combination with the idea of a text. And because of the Bible's influence in our stuff, yeah. we can't get away from this idea of the text. That, like, why would a family tradition... Like, I don't write down how my family does Thanksgiving. Right. And there are similar similarities between the way that my parents do Thanksgiving based from their family's ideas of Thanksgiving.
1: Right. Well, the easy answer to that, which then opens up a whole other set of doors of, of questions and problems, is would you turn up and pay people? Which is what he did. He would turn up and say, I've got, you know, I've got this shiny bag of gold for you if you can spin me a tail. And boy, could they spin him some tails. Uh, I mean, uh, Magdalena herself is said to like move house so she can go and find more things uh, to, to sell to him. Yeah. Right? Uh, now, that isn't to say that... That's the loudest th-
0: he's spoken, I'm just going to say.
1: Well, those, the, the, <laughs> the, uh, I'd say on the screen. That isn't to say that those things aren't traditions, aren't, aren't values, aren't articulations, and uh, there is something to be said for a tradition, especially a tradition... I don't want to say explained, but shown or uh, hinted at to uh, to some sort of outsider that you would spin it in a particular way, that you would um, have a particular set of emphases and de emphases. Uh, that's.
0: Well, we all consider fashion. our audience too. And so if someone wants to hear something, is paying you to hear something, you're going to cater to them, even on a. unless you're the most trained person not to. Right. We're going to try and please our audience. This is human communication instinct. Yeah what is the okay so historical evidence for aradia aside because we obviously we have late 19th very late 19th century and then it moves into this idea of and it's appropriated or or ingrained into the kind of uh creation of the wicca and neo-paganism um uh, as this the goddess name in, oh well, there's a, early... there's a cosmology, right?
1: Yeah. They, we, we, you know, it's establishing not just here's a bunch of things that people practice, but um, here's the goddess they worship, who is the daughter of yeah. uh, Lucifer, and um, depending on the way, so there is there's, there's explicit cosmology. There's also a bunch of implicit cosmology, right? The love spell that seems to suggest that this is a Cain cult mm-hmm. uh, as well. You know, this Cain in the Moon, people, yeah, right, right, right. There's nice little bits and pieces that uh, so there's some flat pack to it. That mm-hmm. you can play with yourself, and there's also some established strictures that you that you have straight out of the box. Or, 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 you know, not bespoke.
0: I mean, one of the things that I find so fascinating about the, the actual gospel, which in the '90s was was available, but like there was a lot more talking about it as a source for early Wicca, mm. um, and the odds, the differences between the type of magic and cult that was described in Aradia mm. versus what was promoted as all witchcraft by a certain publisher who has done great things as well but a lot of the authors in the late 80s and through the 90s were buying into the Murrayist idea and promoting that all magic was in some form a version of wicca or neo-pagan ideas that stem from a similar time period which is seeped in its own oh yeah you
1: still see the argument happening on on forums and things of, of, of people arguing at cross purposes about what um yeah, whether Wicker is a denomination of neo-paganism or a summation of it or a, an expression or, uh, or, the, or the ultimate, uh, you know, original or any number of other versions of that thing.
0: I mean, it's really lovely and I wish it, I, it makes lovely internal sense mm-hmm. as any tradition that's worked more than, like, in your head will. It will iron out the kinks and you'll find, like, yeah. you have to fill this in and do this. The idea, though, of torturing a deity mm-hmm. in, in effigy mm-hmm. to get what you want in the 90s, people were like, you, you couldn't do that. You would never know <laughs> the God is his love and we can't do this thing. And how dare you do that? I'm like, this is, this is you torture saints. You torture mm-hmm. God. You tell Jesus that the world will end because you have authority over him. You've got the wafer in your hands, God damn it. And it's going up my vagina soon. Mm-hmm. Like, what can this mean? The ideas of magic expressed in it, there does seem to be a lot of folk magic belief that is consistent with older ideas of, or at least certainly previous to, mid-20th century conceptions of time space and
1: magic for sure and we get two you know important points to raise one really kind of praising Leland and one kind of presenting some 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 problematics which is that on the one hand it's 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 this division of what gets called at least in in English cunning craft from uh, from and and part of folk magic and also what gets called witches and witchcraft and on the one hand Leland you know, can be can be praised for having a sensitivity that didn't seem to be a standard at that time, mm-hmm. which was to say, this stuff they're doing that we're starting to call Cunningcraft uh, isn't um, as organized as a faith, but it's a lot more than just a bunch of independent, um, like... Uh, completely uh, individuated magical practitioners. There's mm-hmm. clearly a tradition of some sort going on. There's clearly something being observed here that, that, that links these kinds of practitioners. The difficulty is that having said that this exists in an interesting space between religion and sorcery, if we want to use that term, uh, that he utterly conflates often. No, no, okay. there, there, there is conflation that occurs between what is uh, what we would call a cunning woman and a witch. Mm-hmm. And we get this in the in, in, in variety of languages, the difference between talking about a and, and strageria.
0: Well, even the idea here, playing on media, because this comes in from romanticism and is directly a result of the femme fatale, the vampire novels, and things that were arriving in the 19th century... Mm-hmm. Uh, even previous to that previous century it's starting to sneak in so the idea that a witch is a misunderstood woman is different then from classical or pre-modern and even modern ideas early modern ideas that a witch is not human right or that, that there's a difference between a sorcerer who is still human that that even when I, uh, it, Discovery Witchcraft right talks about uh, sorcerers commanding demons whereas witches worshipping them uh, yeah the devil the devil okay so this is an important distinction and uh dealing with uh, Julia uh, who's a uh, specialist in, in Perennian and, and Catalonian witchcraft this is a big thing that I, I, she emphasizes it in her lectures at the Various Geno Symposium and her personal work but when you're dealing with Spanish culture if you're dealing with Borderland Mexico or things like that witches are not human they are part demon or they have exchanged it's a little bit Buffy the Vampire Slayer a part of their soul is now replaced by something else right. and the idea that anglo-centric magic owns the term witch and therefore understands what is meant when anyone uses that word shows the degradation in our own ideas about what debate is where you have to predicate what you mean by a word when you first say it Mm -hmm. you can't react to someone's user word like what did you mean by that you have to find out because if if my grandmother used the term witch she in many ways would be described as a witch by many people and we even parlance wise might call someone a bruja but you would never accuse someone of being a bruja like that is that is a modern phenomenon that has now influenced especially Mexican culture um, post 90s post Llewellyn post internet especially because there is this idea again that foreign magic is more interesting mm-hmm. and that therefore you get people in Mexico and Brazil that are looking to Wicca as the the real magic buying into that idea mm-hmm. and d- discarding and dis- and disregarding mm-hmm. local traditions of folk magic and actual systems that are Westerners are trying to get access to, right. which is an interesting thing. And this is, I everybody just, wants
1: someone else's stuff. Yeah. And I
0: just made my own fallacy, which I, I jokingly at the, the Cornwall conference, when someone said it was the first time it appeared in the West. And I was like, Spain is the West, <laughs> you know, like Western hemisphere is still the West, mm-hmm. but it's, it's a separate, there's a separation. There's a, a, a one way permeable boundary mm-hmm. as to what that West is and what the, the idea of what that West is when it's, uh you know, everything's designed to serve, the, the the great white north of Canada and the United States. Um, but, uh, okay. So why is Mary as a fictitious, possibly fictitious person? We don't know where she died, but we're going to say Ephesus or Jerusalem or all these other things. And the assumption of Mary, which is not, is a tradition, has understanding of it. And once we get past the kind of, um, uh, you know, uh, grade school, idea and i don't mean that pejoratively but like the understanding that many people of us have when you're learning dogma that like this has always been this way you don't tell a three-year-old that they shouldn't hit people um that they should hit people sometimes or whatever it is whatever your beliefs are but like the ten commandments are very plain that religion has to cater this is like too many things coming in one sorry um that you when talking about religion and as far as controlling masses commanding masses of people not the rights that in order to establish yourself in a group of people your tradition usually if you want to incorporate more people has to cater to more people which means you cater to the mystic and the idiot and that telling someone cause no harm to someone else is necessary so that they don't the idiot doesn't hurt someone else but if someone is attacking your family like what's the moral place there does god say don't defend your family Mm -hmm. early christians laid down their lives rather than pick up a sword right but we don't do that anymore. Now it's send people to war in the name of Christian. By the time you get to Constantine, that's already changed. Mm-hmm. Of, like, inoxingo But, uh, vinci, but, uh, Okay. I guess it's just, it's the thing of, of the archaeology meme again. With Aradia, the references to, okay, Aradea or Herodias mm-hmm. as a, as a thing of it is Is it just lovely that it, it sounds like Herodias, who does have a tradition mm-hmm. in Europe as being a connected to which... Goddessry, which is a, another figure I'd love to examine oh, because sure. there's the,
1: the murderess of uh, the Baptist.
0: Yes, the, the this connection to this and her punishment for that, her being sent into the air and in Spain being connected to the Aurora Borealis mm-hmm. and therefore cannot touch the ground, and that either Herodias or Salome is said to have been walking across a frozen lake and dies with her head frozen. Her head is, her own head is severed. Mm. And so there's this thing of dying in water for the daughter, but the, the mother is still an heir, the stepmother, who's actually her sister, who's not, depending on the, the relationship.
1: Oh, oh, how about that? Uh, strange interrelations between a senior female figure of the heir and a senior female figure of the water. What? <laughs> yeah, um, connected once again. Magic
0: as as incest, never. Um, <laughs> keep the power pure, keep the power pure. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Father, nothing. Yeah, uh, slut, um, <laughs> uh, which means the end, apparently, in in some
1: uh, in the Haxan Scandinavian dialect. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, okay, so so yeah, we have a rearticulation of an older set of practices, certainly, or a so there are we, there, you know, there are three. The, you know, um, Ronald's position is that there, you know there are, which I think he's, he's, he still keeps to, despite the fact that you know, triumph is is is, is what like there's, there's been a twentieth anniversary um, collection of essays uh, yeah, I do remember it, when it came it was, out holy crap yeah 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 it's, it was pretty ground shaking ways ago there, th- there are there are three uh, uh, notions of what how we might take Aradia and and, and what Leland's doing the first is that uh, it's entirely true and this is this is absolutely accurate and um, you know the uh, the American approach. Uh, sure, yeah, yeah, a, a, a very literal take that American Protestant. I mean by that, like, yeah, that uh, the uh, the you know the Carbonari and, and countless other sets of you know Catholic secret police didn't manage to root out this. My in, grandmother was a Benedante. Right, right, yeah. right. didn't I mean, manage to to root out this in incredibly established uh, goddess cult um, that seems to have had enough traditions that someone would have noticed by now. Uh, that one seems unlikely uh, but it's possible it's possible the second is that like a these true scientist a, uh, <laughs> these, these represent um uh, uh, actual family tradition and so while it might not be as uh, murrayist as this like standard uh, everyone was was was, was it's not us. one size-fits-all right. but there's definitely elements of this yeah uh, is, is 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 another idea and the third option which you know needs to be floated at least uh As as, as an option, is that basically made it up? Uh, He's not necessarily terribly well regarded uh, in terms of his accuracy about other books. Uh, This wasn't, you know, his flourish, and he then kind of finished. He wrote, you know, many other books as well, many of which have also been uh, discounted as uh, as having uh, romanticizing, as 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 deciding to print the myth instead. You know, and, and, and not just because he was the controversial figure that was supporting the witch in the face of the establishment telling him that this couldn't possibly be the case. No, he the, the, the technical details, uh, the, the 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 training that he may or may not have even received. You know, not to, not to play that um, uh, disperse the lineage of people you don't like. But there are arguments to be made that this was this was not necessarily the work of a scholar who was as interested in intellectual. Accuracy, responsibility, uh, and, um, veracity as he was in, um, in the topic itself, shall we say. hmm So, uh, it certainly seems most people that end up looking at this in any depth seem to suggest that there's a mixture of the second and the third options going on here. With an emphasis on, you know, he's not, he's not creating things out of whole cloth. He's, he's taking, uh Many different uh, extant things, or the people that he's getting it from, we should bear in mind, are, are, are mixing and matching and melanging and referencing back and uh, referencing forward. Well, to interject real quick, no, no, what's no.
0: interesting about it, because we see this pattern a lot in modern writings on magic. Mm-hmm. Um, the grandmother story is, is a common thing. And there are some people that are actually have grandmothers that taught them things, but uh, I have a family tradition of curandarismo, but I didn't learn anything from my grandmother you know like I would love to, that I could have but she died when I was 11 and so I apprenticed other people later to find out things right. um, but I'm not saying that's everybody's story but there there, there are actual grandmas out there um, <laughs> uh, I've heard um, <laughs> now you do move in hood. <laughs> Oh, Abuelasaurus Um, (laughs) So the I guess what's interesting Or something to consider too Is that sometimes There's this automatic assumption That it's nefarious And the result is nefarious But I don't think That many people Who do this third type of option I think many of them Genuinely believe this Because they want there To be this information And they don't necessarily think That they're doing damage By putting it out there In those terms Um, Do you know what I mean? I, I don't I think that they're... Well, I know people in the pagan community that have done this. Right. Um, And as wrong as they are in creating things whole cloth, Mm. are their intentions bad? I don't know if that's... That's a really gray area. Oh, yeah, sure. So I'm not romanticizing it so much as saying, well, if the person can say... Because there's often the thing of the grandmother case adding legitimacy to what is otherwise a really beautifully creative system that might, some of them, make incredible internal logic right, right. and get results for people, regardless of historical veracity. Mm-hmm. Or not. And what is veracity? I Sure. Mean, like,
1: and uh, my issue is that myth is bigger than something that you just, you know, pull out of a sack. To myth wave does a not s- mean fake. Right, right, <laughs> right. And it's not something that you just, like, pull out of a sack to wave in, some, in front of someone's face and shut down an argument about actually interrogating what our ancestors were doing mm-hmm. um, uh, you know we, we, we see this in a relatively recent controversy with uh, demonolatry and it seems increasingly the case that this Ducante notion of a family tradition of grimoires is um, rather more fictitious than some of the authors uh, who have uh, in, been involved in that corpus of, 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 of material and a modern tradition uh, uh, have been uh, willing to come forward about and at what point is that uh, a convenient literary device that you should see through uh, and understand as a as a, as a as a myth? And at what point is that just lying to your readership? Well, this is what I sometimes... <laughs> Stop me if you've
0: heard this before. The Masonic uh, impulse yeah. of Masonry, which is really hugely an influence on Western magical model, mm-hmm. does have this tongue-firmly-in-cheek thing of the ancient rites have been handed down to us <laughs> and uh, you are entering into the school of mysteries that the Egyptians and the Carpathians right. and the Martians right. all
1: have celebrated. Because we don't sit in a theatre and say, you're not really Coriolanus. Yeah. You're an actor <laughs> playing him because you're engaged in, in from one of a bad term, you know, the actual... Uh, Psychodrama of the, the media theme. is the message. Right, you're in, You're engaged in a like at that point. It's a play. Yeah, and 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 your hmm, play. Uh, there's th- there's there's play going on. Uh, not
0: necessarily a ruse.
1: Right, right. It's not lying.
0: Now this is myth. expressed mythopoetically in a ritual state where you're being presented with information that may, the historicity of it is less important than the universal truth that you're gaining through it, but that does not mean that the cultural specifics or the contextualization of it is universal for all people. Um, Just because there are different words for sex does not mean that that Everybody has sex the same way. Mm. Um, oh, it's it's that was a really weird parallel. I'm not <laughs> sure it's an uh, an actual equivalent. I've been full of false equivalencies today. Um, Al will beat me later. Um, but okay, all of our, we see we store up this shit for nine months and then it's all <laughs> got to come out in one giant ejaculatory manner. Okay, so back to Aradia. Key features: poisoner goes after the establishment of that is persecuting her people Mm -hmm. that she was sent to earth to teach people these ways Mm -hmm. to free them from the bonds of serfdom.
1: Right. It is funny how something pre-Christian seems to be reacting so hard against Christianity.
0: Yes. Um, and okay. So she, she, she,
1: as a modern
0: figure, she has the, the growing out of literature traditions, the literary traditions of the noble herbalist slash magician, Folk magician who is now achieving semi-divine status because they have power, yeah. they are able to affect change, and they are now on the side of the underdog, mm-hmm. which you know you get, you get this messianic property to her, um, which, okay, this is a really inspirational story, yeah, and you see the thing of it, and it, it gets changed very quickly when, like, just to, to bring up the the fairers. And their huge research into the Alexandrian Book of, of Shadows that's in the Witch's Bible. Mm-hmm. And their early questioning, which was not popular to do, of publishing a lot of it and saying, well, we see these three magazine articles that Gardner got this passage from. Yeah. So Absolutely. maybe, but maybe he was, and at the time they wrote that, there was no evidence that Daffo existed. Yeah. That, that there was this thing that, and they were like, well, maybe he got it from the New Forest Witches. And we know that there was something that he inherited it from. Yeah. But we don't know what the details of that was. Right. And it raising the possibility has now... It, it, I think as we move forward and time moves forward, it's kind of like how, you know, the Sunday crossword is, an- crossword is, is answerable by more people on Friday than it was on
1: Sunday. Yeah. Um, they, is, that, they, is that still the case? Uh, well, that's what I was told. <laughs> um, I don't have... I, 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 th- because the other example is... Because that's used, cause that's, um, that's uh, one of the cases that gets trotted out for collective unconsciousness, mm-hmm. right? Um, the The case that's used about the monkeys... Um, that le- monkeys or birds that tool use and that just merely being closer to the proximity of a bunch of tool using uh, creatures apparently uh, produced uh, tool oh use. Oh my God,
0: that's like, okay,
1: yeah. Uh, I'm told that one of those studies is told by who? a little bit more questionable now. <laughs>
0: told by who? A monkey? Uh, yeah. yeah, 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 <laughs> this, yeah. Is, this is from the monkey's mouth, exactly. specifically, so we, who heard it from the bird's claw? Right, he's got it. <laughs> All right, cite your sources, <laughs> Al. Um, okay. No, that, so is there this thing because we advanced right. forward and like especially with the internet which is its own version of that mm-hmm. chicken who walk in a monkey's mouth to Al's <laughs> ear um, uh, <laughs> but <laughs> lineage of thought is a good thing people um, uh, all the people in my head I'm addressing mm-hmm. so we question the, the need for veracity mm. in, and this is one of the defenses in a lot of traditions right where like you, you, holes are poked well that's not the case I mean, a good example of the opposite of that is, like, the Dalai Lama who, when a scientific discovery contradicts Buddhist doctrine he goes, Buddhist doctrine, not necessary to achieve his law anymore. Right. Like, there must be a symbolic thing to it. We can explore that. But, like, yes, this is the creation of the universe, which is a philosophical tradition by most Western standards because they don't want to acknowledge that it is a religion.
1: an appeal to right-seeing and all that kind of business, which, yeah. which is which is legit, you know, uh, uh, a useful thing to do, to, to, to say it's more important to look correctly than it is to to look at this correct thing. Sure. But uh, is, is also prone to its own problems of uh, re- and uncontextualization contextualization of, of saying, well, this is... This is can you, can this you say that modern
0: Buddhism, Tibetan Buddhism specifically, is the same as it was 400 years ago? Right. But should it be?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And this is something, as an American, we have a constant reference towards... The old world and the spherot that are Wales <laughs> and Lincolnshire and, and Cornwall. And the spirit unific- of this yeah. particular yes yeah, exactly. that you're
1: borrowing yeah. craft from to then practice quote-unquote traditional witchcraft in your Manhattan apartment. Hi,
0: mm. he's not talking about me. I don't live in Manhattan. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, but there, there is this side of it, and I think there is a movement here that is it's happening where people are understanding spirit of place and ancestry in different in forms sure. that are both destabilizing traditional structures, um, but also our, our, American need to kind of put things back to authority that is from the old world, mm. um, mixed with our complete muddedness and, and non inheritance of a unified cultural identity mm. and complete abhorrence for anything American. So it's except for culturally, wait for it. Like what is the one thing that everybody borrows from steals from and doesn't seem to feel guilty about until they're pointed out on social media is hoodoo mm. conjure, um, curing whatever you want to call it root work this idea that that is specifically American but is Afro American which is a different influence Mm -hmm. and different regionalisms occur and what is done in one city might have the same exact procedure but done with a completely different plant and we don't this is this is the true melting pot there right um, but to deny its sources would be uh, foul foul fallacious fallacious not
1: yes by fallacious
0: yeah (laughs) oh god okay (laughs) But it's that eternal argument that, like, New American Witchery podcast did that mm-hmm. years ago very well of exploring American holidays as, like, actual PowerPoints in our year. Why is it that we feel the need to celebrate an ancient Celtic wedding festival of a god that is not worshipped in popular culture that we don't celebrate for two weeks but we just we're recording this on august 2nd so like lamas is a big thing it's one of my favorite neo-pagan holidays i just the whole idea of a bread lady and a bread man mm-hmm. and like the idea of lo- lady and lord comes from Flavgard and, and like l- bread maker and bread guard right like bread is life and this early earliest of the harvest festivals mm. okay why is that our day What is this pastoral nostalgia that applies to a Manhattan carpeted apartment that you're going to celebrate the the psychological seeds that you are bearing to come to fruition at the end of the year? Mm -hmm. Well, does that mean that things you think of now are only going to be harvested next August 1st? I'm very confused by this parallel. But why is it that we don't celebrate with full magical vigor Labor Day Mm -hmm. as the end of summer that we know it all is culturally, that that is when people start going back to school after that or at least preparing for the fall Memorial Day is the unofficial unofficial start to summer. Mm. It's always called that, but if the start to unofficial start to summer, if that's when people start going to the beach again, that's the, that's when beaches open. I feel Here. like
1: we are starting to get that with Thanksgiving in terms of its you know exploring its Jupiterian values and in terms of uh,
0: slaughter of indigenous people. Right,
1: exactly. Uh, <laughs> I a mean, resp- a response to pe- you know peeling off the the nice white label of it and, and, and seeing some of the you know historical atrocity of it, but then also. Uh, attempting to have your cake and eat it in terms of using it as both a uh, a day of acknowledging uh, you know, great tragedies done to Indigenous peoples and also attempting to find things to be thankful for and to explore Jupiterian values of family of uh, the expansion of the table of you know the, even the Thursdayness of it um, taking the land to use of benefit <laughs> and like having a relationship like, is, no. is a thing I see magicians doing
0: yes. No, and and something I think is is every moment can nurture or deplete us, and like w- hopefully we spend tragedies in our life to be things that are are educational to us and move forward in a productive manner. Um, and I guess what uh, did you see that there there's these articles going around. It brings up the whole idea of what a festival is, but um, to promote the origin of of Samhain of Halloween as Irish and this this festival that's going to happen to promote Samhain on an Irish idea which of course just means November mm-hmm. um, but um, that Halloween is, yeah. an, ex- is, is, is an extant uh, sacrosanct unchanging tradition <laughs> that, that this I, this uh, personally I still think there's this American impulse to tap into the ancient way right. this, that, that grants legitimacy as opposed to necessarily like well you don't listen to all the pop songs you did from when you were eight you have nostalgia for them but like what is it that refreshes us and moves us forward that traditions that are stagnant die mm. and
1: and i guess um <laughs> i guess that corpse then gets rearticulated as well gets, gets eaten and and and, uh, and, and vomited back up in various forms you
0: which ties into two more of our themes in some way i guess here um well i guess possession there in some way but yeah. uh as far as the dasmata's impulse mm. um and uh i'll ask i'll pick your brain on Hike path, hik path, mm-hmm. path, um, <laughs> aspirated a T's are far more fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the idea that, uh, Italian law, what that is, that the vices of, of the forest kingdom in, in Gimada are greed and gluttony, spending more than you, or eating, consuming more than you are needing, um, that it's kill or be killed, that there's a ruthlessness to it, that it's a martial energy, um, uh perhaps jupiterian at times there's 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 uh the expansion of the strangling volumes. yeah it, there's 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 something very difficult about it in that it is the source of life but all, and the wild and our return to the wild and understanding what is bagal what is this quote-unquote paganist this untamed thing that we can tap into and that our spirits derive power from its connection to the world of the dead mm. whether it's the ocean or the cemetery and the forest uh, the forest is celebrating the memory of all those things mm. burying the dead at the roots of trees their fluids make joining the ocean of the dead under there that we then confine and separate into the cemetery and in, in, in under colonialism um and then all of those things uh the need for nature to renew itself if something cannot adapt it it dies yeah and similarly interesting theme wise if we go to because i'm jumping around here um owani which is the the correspondent odu for fortuna major can't carry water in a basket the refrain deals with ideas of stagnation and the importance to stir things up so that things don't get stagnant Mm. it is the dam that that holds the water that you must poke at the dam to let things flow you cannot just let things stay the same Mm. and that there needs to be a flowing um a flowing a flowingness
2: Mm.
0: (laughs) a flow the spice must flow right um Uh, to preserve some notion of progress forward. Mm. And there's something interesting in that, in those connections that I see, even in just these themes, right? So Jesus can't stay dead. He has to move on. Mm -hmm. Mary can't stay alive. She has to move on, but then joins the greater life. Like, it's it's poking holes in what you think is going to happen. Mm. That... um, interestingly, even if we take that solar and lunar thing of like a lunar goddess now becoming associated with solar festivals, Mm -hmm. um, what does that mean? What does that mean when, when the moon becomes unified with the sun, Mm. um, her son in that Mm. way. Um, and the, the cane and uh, the Aradia coming there of like poking holes in the established order that, that, that there is Christian overlords or there's these things that are causing problems and that we react and incorporate uh, mythologies that are relevant to our co- modern times, and we a this the the hallmark of a of a good tradition is its ability to adapt its stories to modern time to find relevance at least right. from its collection of mythos to modern phenomena, whether it's a right swing or a left swing, or you know times are hard, times are good, whatever it is. Mm. But that needs to be there, or the tradition will move on. Right, like it will be left. Sorry, is, is a better way of putting that.
1: Sure, um, to, it has to serve actual needs.
0: Not just be an escape. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay, so looking at... Uh, Hikpath. Hick, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. so Hypatian. Yeah, uh, spirit under... If we take the model of the 18 who are under uh, Sirach or, and or Skirlin... Uh, and But then also apply the the Grand Grimoire principle of the first 18 spirits, which are technically a different set of spirits. Uh, are, are each applied, three of them, to each deputy. Um, then we get uh, certainly packed under uh, Beelzebuth and uh, usually under Flaherty. Um, those spirits all have a tendency um, that... I consider that guild the kind of research which is the... the um, uh, the librarians, and not just because uh, Humotz is also there who brings any book, uh-huh. but the the notion of you you are in one place and you bring look, so Hypact brings people to you. Mm. Um, that's that's the main thing. Uh, it tr- attracts people to, uh, to to physically visit you. Um, Terrible. Yeah. Get him out. <laughs> How awful! Is there an anti hypact <laughs> is there a low pact uh, Masildi, uh, uh you can you, you go to well. The opposite is that you go to uh, allows you to move their part. Of the, Wait, the ranger's guild. But why must I visit people? Oh yeah, that's form. also awful. Yeah. Oh okay. no, there's, there's warding people off. I suppose. Okay. Uh, but in, in in my experience, uh, Masilvi and high pact, um don't get on well together. Uh, having tried to do workings of uh, sending someone some to somewhere else, uh, or sending someone to me. So both ends the thrower and the catcher. But it doesn't work like that at all. They, 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 they don't get
0: on. So, I mean, with Ashutosh Mathas, because because even the songs of talking about him running and running, running. and running without end, mm. like that, that's, he's always in the forest flowing, working that the green forest is flowing, but it's also this reference to the predators of the forest yeah. and the prey of the forest and this, this kind of, um, you know, seeing a blinding, being in the forest at midnight and seeing a blinding light and you think it's day. Mm. It's so bright. Again, kind of an eclipse, mm. reverse eclipse notion. Um, but it's really just Eshu that's doing his work, or it's das that's doing his work, or it's das that's doing it. Somebody of the woods, mm. and again, the woods carrying this weight of um, the dead. Always, mm. that the trees are the bones of the dead. That they're you know, if you plant a tree over a grave or bury someone in a tree, um, that there, the tree becomes them. There's part of their their life
1: force is now in it. Yeah. Um, I don't see the comparison um, too neatly. There are Eshu's and. Devils that seem to um, be interested in the same kinds of things. Um, I'm not sure I see that too much. Yeah, it's like interesting. Most of, most of those. Lo- I mean, uh, Segal is also uh, in that guild, I believe. Um, Steven! nuts! St- <laughs> <laughs> Look, he's doing it all for his hips. My, my, <laughs> my father criticizing uh, Steven Segal's Aikido. Um, it's, 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 it's not enough hips. There's all, all in his elbow. It's too much shoulders. Sorry, um, I can't hear you
0: over his successful movie career. <laughs> It's like when you go to things as an out of work actor you like I could have done that part better. Or <laughs> <Well>, comedians <laughs> yeah. insisting
1: that someone just isn't funny yeah, um, despite funny. an audience laughing at them. <laughs> yeah. He's just not funny. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just <laughs> laughing because you don't know any better. Yeah.
0: yeah. If you saw me
1: right. right? I'd laugh
0: at myself all day long.
1: Okay. They, they, well, even even out uh, who um, depending on the take seems to um, inspire visions or produces chimeras it's sometimes said uh, even um yeah, or or, or or produces monsters. That's the that's the closest to a wildness that you get in that guild. A lot of, like the uh yeah. I, I suppose Bringing someone to you, uh you, you then have to have an encounter with them at the at the door at the doorstep. Um that kind of thing. But no, they they, they seem to have a lot more of a quality of um holding up and experimenting with um different ways of doing the same operation. Hmm. You know, they seem to be very into like like the, the, the let's test this research. What happens if we stir this seven times uh, un, under a, a new moon rather than five times and we do it anticlockwise rather than clockwise? And though, though, that seems to be what, like, certainly high and normals seem to be into, in my experience at least. Sounds like a dish shoot order. <laughs> um, okay. No, that is interesting
0: because it, it is one of the the, the syncretisms that I, I would question. Yeah, yeah. There are many that I question. Yeah. <laughs> the Pomajira questionings always the only one that even remotely makes sense to me is the uh, praia with Klepoth. Mm-hmm. but that's because of the the enjoyment and the the spinning and this nature of of femininity and what this is mm-hmm. but Klepoth also being all Pomajira's, but like does the praia energy what is it that beach that flamboyance that there's attraction a, there's,
1: there's, yeah there's a kind of uh, sort of refreshment with with with, with klepoff. yeah yeah it's, a, it's, um, it's, it's, it's the sparkly gold of the sands I suppose yeah the side of it with dasmatis is
0: just I don't. Dasmatis is not necessarily plants the way that people think of them, and this is because coming from an African modality, you know the the idea of how violent herbalism actually is of like constantly ripping plants and exposing their blood, and that's what we're after is their precious blood. Chlorophyll. The wild
1: feels kind of yeah like a good. Thing. Um, I mean, it's not not the woods.
0: No, but or is it the weeds, or is like least this concept of of what it the bush mm. like. That and in the decided delineation in Kimbanda of Dasmatas is everything except the plants in the cemetery is owned by the das Matas kingdom and is divided in um, amongst the different kingdoms. But the cemetery, what grows in the cemetery, belongs to the dead. Mm. And what's interesting about that is that okay, well, where is that? Where is that crossover? Where did the mythology change? When does the archaeologist able to to claim their it's a the job, not a a hobby? Um, <laughs> uh, but if we if cemeteries are new world. And the concept of burying someone in the forest is there, and they join the ocean of the dead there. When did that crossover happen? Why is das Matas there? And is it about the, the parts of the forest that never get light? I always like that parallel, mm. that the, that certain things hide there. It's the it's the um, the uh, the Book of Kells movie, where like the, the 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 creatures that hide in the caves, the the places that the forest never gets light, where the canopy is so thick mm. we can't see what's there, mm-hmm. um, and the, the the inherent danger in that. Sure. Of of what that is, um, okay.
1: In um in the having checked the clavicular, uh, Solomonus the secretus the earlier version of the thing that will go on to become verum, there, uh, there are there are some very specific listings that uh, the kinds of people Hypat gives um, reference. Give Ur- it uh, can make people appear to you that you urgently call for. So there's already a sense of like urgency. Uh-huh. Seems. Uh, if we if 're we're, if we're stretching and looking for, for, for these comparisons the idea of like an urgent need uh, for someone that you bring bring to you is interesting to me um, whether they're in a remote place or an army or the emperor or your sweetheart
0: let 's cover some bases
1: yeah so it, it 's less oh it calls these specific people and I think it I mean it seems to be more kind of like and this kind of person and this kind of person to, to demonstrate a sense of like everyone that's Mm. But there's a, there's, a, there's a wider appeal. But that emphasis is made initially on urgency. And whether they're a loner in an army, uh, whether they're an emperor, or whether they're a sweetheart. So whether there's political um, ties or, or, or effect uh, from this person, or whether it's a, an interpersonal thing. I seem to remember it's high packed that uh, a friend and colleague was calling who was turning up on a golden toad <laughs> and kept, it kept... They kept making a, a big deal out like of this. Oh, I... So there is a count of summoning Hypact <laughs> and then turning up...
0: Riding... For the third and final
1: time tonight,
0: there has been technological errors. <laughs> <and> I'm very <laughs> pleased that actually... Al is going
1: to repla- re- replace this entire thing once more. Go. Beautiful. The spirit turns up riding a giant golden toad in one of the early... Conjurations and a lot of time is spent um, exploring with the spirit what this is about. Uh, in subsequent conjurations, the spirit turns up without its steed because uh, they seem to have got pissy and uh, frustrated that the steed was getting more attention than they were. This is interesting to me in terms of the way that spirits uh, are depicted as having um, vehicles or riding things in, 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 in planetary spirits. Uh, Terminology—that's usually that they have a seniority of some kind, but it can also be another spirit uh, that they are um, uh, literally riding in on, or uh, an expression of something more like uh, the things you get in some certain Celtic myth, where the where the spirit talks out of the rider's mouth first, and then the then the horse's mouth second. And, mm. and, 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 his, and his back and forth thing. but Balaam's as you, ass. As you pointed out the second time, uh, uh, imagine a spirit turning up with toad medicine getting pissy. Yes. Who'd have thought yes. uh, a spirit... The, the, this the, is our
0: own, like, Betasheath moment. Of, like, <laughs> this is the third creation of the universe, but no one else knows it. <laughs>
1: oh. Should've Watch Aronofsky's mother. Should've I was seen. a fan. Uh, <laughs> uh, was, I, saw a, uh, I saw someone do a uh, best woman speech at a wedding once. Uh, the, uh, the whole uh, bridegroom uh, party were massive. Uh, Doctor Who fans, and her speech was that this is the sixth time this wedding has happened, actually, and here are the five times that it all went horrendously wrong and everyone died. Wow. Uh, that we don't remember now. It was an interesting one because, it, I mean, it ended on that high note of like, and here we are doing a nice version. But it did describe in quite epic detail, like, various deaths of various people in the room. Uh, which was. Which I'm actually a fan of that. That's great. It went, half, uh, the, half the audience was totally on board with it. Uh, the, the younger half, uh, I think, is probably fair to say. Um, with the exception of a very jovial uh, uncle Who was um, clearly loving Everyone saying anything but allowed him to, to cheers it That's, um, a, that's a tangent up on a tangent uh,
0: Welcome to Radio Free Golgotha
1: Hello um,
0: So <laughs> the reason we give ourselves 12 topics Is because <laughs> there's going to be tangents uh, I see your tangent And raise you a return to subject um, <laughs> That Eshadas uh, is used To draw someone That has left you back to you mm-hmm. So lovers, friends And to find your way out of the forest, which could be applied euphemistically, metaphorically to out of a situation, but generally actually means the forest, like help me get out of the out of the woods. Um, So I think there is I think that it's worth pointing out uh, that the workings come from a time period that uh, was seeking to justify and sell. African traditions as valid and equal to European ones based on theosophical comparisons and things like this. So it's hard to know whether those writings were done out of actually talking with the spirit because most people now tend to use Eshu Matas as a healer, as an alchemist, as someone who is promoting uh, plant knowledge and, and poisons mm-hmm. as well, whether it's plants to cure or heal or plants to harm um, as opposed to using them to return a lover. So is that from a time period uh, because if we're if we're gonna deal with uh, possession cults, uh, is a nice segue into possession for the second time. Mm-hmm. Good God, if we recorded every episode twice, we would just speak really fast and like shortcut things, and we and then without our actual footnotes, we'd be even more confusing. Because
1: we're so slow usually.
0: Oh yes. Well, I am a super speedy snail. Um, <laughs> okay, so possession wise a lot of the workings that are given in these books do not take into account possession, which is interesting to me. Right. So the mother books from the 50s through the 60s tend to present these workings as like, here's the ingredients of a spell. And it's folk magic that is slightly offering to a spirit that should be doing the work for you. You leave it in the woods and they do the magic. But within a possession cult, there is also a possession that happens where they take over the body of someone, and the spirit is doing the work, so the spirit is asking for things a la old school witch of like bring me the left you know front nipple of a cow mm-hmm. and the 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 hair of a priest and the placenta of your third child right. And I will do the things. And you don't even know, like, maybe they just want that because they need that for something else. Maybe they promise someone else they do something. That's Like, who knows why they need those things because they can, you get there and they're just like, hold this candle, it is done. And you're right. like, wait, what? Yeah. Um, there's a lot of that that I think echoes the mythic trope of the witch in the forest in that way. And so the other side of that is, like, spirit possession. You're not there most of the time. Mm. Um, if it's full possession, you're not learning things the same way, you have to be trained in a very different way because the spirit takes over for you. So the idea of what a Mount is, what a horse is, it's very difficult in, in some traditions, as far as like, uh, afro traditions, in some of them, you must be able to be possessed in order to initiate others because you can't transfer spirit without possession. Um, but the West has a weird relationship with possession where it's almost exclusively negative connotation
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, and there are different forms of it even within ATRs where we talked about getting touched mm-hmm. um, and I mean like we can discuss the problematic nature of using the term ATRs There's African traditional religions or ADRs Afro-Diasporic religions not all of them are religions not mm-hmm. all of them are diasporic mm-hmm. not all of them are traditional what is <laughs> traditionalism like again predicate these words but it is the word that is used to describe as an umbrella term yeah. many of these western and central African traditions that crossed through the slave trade um, and were Modified to fit the, the Landscapes of the Americas um, So could we set up
1: A spectrum Is that useful At yes. one end of it uh, We have You completely black out And wake up uh, Covered in plants And things And someone saying Thank you so much You just You know The spirit that Or in jail Or in uh, jail yeah, or, or covered in
0: Man I was so drunk I don't remember what happened mm-hmm. That
1: type of like Frat bro experience mm-hmm. Yeah totally um, uh, Possessed by your lust mm-hmm. um, Totally a possibility uh, and then, what we have somewhere in the middle around uh, a thing that gets called two headedness sometimes? Yes.
0: Uh, two headed or extreme uh, sitting on or being touched yeah, or there's different. Bench, tri- right? being, yeah. So, being ridden but not completely, where you're still there in some way, uh, where it's not complete loss of consciousness. Um, and there are varying degrees as to what you can do with your body during that point. Are you watching? Are you witness? Are you watching through your own eyes, but the body and voice are doing their own things? Are you able to manipulate your body if you need to? Are you able to, um, and these are various things that are talked about in, in, in different forms of shamanism and possession traditions of like the need that when a new spirit is coming in, that you need to be able to stay present because you need to be able to tell your body, no snap out of it. This is not a good spirit, um, which is training. Um, different notions of possession as they occur even within the same broad traditions like the Orisha spectrum that in, in in Cuban tradition we expect the Orisha to come down and know all the protocol and it will perform the the exact things to show it. It will be tested and it will be fine. Um, uh, in Brazil, uh, you're trained. The Orisha is trained into the body. It's, it's
1: more like they're, they're, they've got a new car and they need to learn how to, yes. how to drive the new car. So
0: it is still tested to see if it's the Orisha but sure. there is a a moment of, well, not a moment, there's seven years of learning to have that arisha come into your body and actually do the things it needs to do. And there are various levels of that where, you know, you're watching for signs of possession in seances, in misas, in in jiras, in shires, in, in bimbés, or whatever it is, that someone who starts to move in a, in a different way, that's the sign that the spirit is coming. So what is this abstract spirit of air that is entering? Is it, a, is it a dead thing? Is it a god? Is it a is it a saint? Like, how are we defining it? And what's the difference between uh, possession versus the Brazilian term incorporation? Incorporação is such a beautiful term of, like, incorporation happens from a spirit that intrinsically has a contract with you and has already physically been installed in the body. So, or or the idea that Orisha incorporate because they are tied to your essential nature, and especially after initiation, they're manifesting both outward in and inward out. That there's a meeting that happens at the nape of the neck. Uh, versus possession, the dead always possess. Because the dead are foreign to us. Even though they're in our body, mm. they are not living entities of life. They are of the dead. They have to possess the living again. So possession is used for all of that, but in the West, possession has such a negative term of being a non-consensual relationship with, with a demon, Demonic usually. Entities, yeah. And... It's one of those interesting things in, in talking with uh, practitioners, people, other people in in these traditions, in various traditions, about the consensual nature that is not there when possession starts. The reason somebody goes and trains as an espiritista, you know... it. 10 years, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, a hundred years ago was because when they were six, all of a sudden they were talking to their invisible friend and their invisible friend possessed them. Mm. And the parents like get them to someone that can stop this. The possession by a God force means that that God walks you up to the temple itself and says, initiate me. And they're like, ha ha. You're like, no, I'm here. Initiate the body so that I can do this again. Always preparing the body to receive possession more easily, Mm. which is its own thing there too. There was the story of, um, a woman, a Nigerian woman who had a dream, about this specific, I think, point in a river inside a religious compound. And, uh, there were no women allowed in that part of the compound, but she was bathing one day in another part, and she got possessed by the deity, walked into the compound and said, initiate me and prepare this. And she came out of it days later, but the, the spirit, when it was there, knew everything it was supposed to do. It walked up to the right people, gave the right signs that it was there and said, you must prepare this person to be able to, to function in this way. So I find that interesting too, that possession as uh, it is not a solitary event. Possession for solitary reasons, that does border on demonic. Mm. Like why does it need to be there unless you have an agenda, if you are building a spirit, something for somebody Mm -hmm. like you have a relationship where someone brought you the materials, the spirit requested through divination or an earlier trance possession. And now the person leaves and you go into your trance and you come back the next morning and your feet are cut up. And there's some nice little bundle in the corner and a note that says, feed me four times a day. Mm -hmm. Um, that's some pretty advanced possession right there. Um, but what is that versus someone feeling, feeling, Right. feeling i feel the spirit mm-hmm. at their their shrine and they're like oh no i started to black out <coughs> okay i mean like that's not valuable yeah it's most of the time in it the spirit is coming down to do something and the west's i feel um my critical voice coming in uh which sounds like this <laughs> that um the <laughs> idea of satiating the need for ecstasy or otherness and mistaking rushes of emotion newness or uh, sensation mm. for possession what are you being possessed by mm. oh, it, it, we can expand that on another level of you know is it the dead or a god is it in kimbanda terms is it a kiumba or a mabambo, is it an esho or is it a shell of something posing as that right. and how can we prevent against those things well there's a reason that these traditions are usually initiatic um, or at least mentor based mm-hmm. like you can go into something like um, Kachimbo, which doesn't have an initiation structure so much but there are, you trained for a long time and then you're recognized which is still an initiation structure, you're initiated through contact mm-hmm. and through training um, whether or not there's a specific event that per, that says from this point you are now a, sure. AD instead of BC right. um, uh, you know anywhere from 77 BC to like whatever 112 AD could be Jesus era but um, I think the destruction of the second temple kind of kills it at 65, but hey. Um, okay, so yeah, I think those different forms of possession are all interesting to talk about. You were, since this is the third creation or the second creation or something, <laughs> or either on Lilith or Eve, I'm not sure, um, or Steve. Uh, you were talking, because I brought up channeling as like a Western equivalent of like, there's still a presence involved when someone says they were channeling something, usually in the parlance, that I'm channeling um I've been to many a festival where people are channeling Gaia
1: right. and
0: I'm like I don't know why you're channeling the tightness mm-hmm. herself but beyond tightness like the the original well, this is
1: interesting right do we take possession as being primarily a channeling suggests to me more that there is information being passed on uh, but this fits a lot more with uh, a thing I have heard asp- called aspecting as well where well, what's actually happening is that you're hearing the spirit or the god or whatever uh, telling you a thing and you're passing it on uh-huh. and that's but, what aspect is. Uh, I, I that was what it like As it, opposed to that aspect. was what it was described to me at a festival once by someone I don't know like it, it, that, to be clear I have no
0: idea what he means by the term festival when he uses it if it's music or like <laughs> magic or like the wizard's gathering in like the shire. <laughs> um, but okay. Yes.
1: <laughs> uh i'm so mysterious. Um <laughs> And but you then, shall but, know him but, by his wings. But this is the difference, right, between, um, oh, I, I you know, I felt this presence and I felt like it was... It, it's they, they seem to start with... These accounts uh, seem to start with the information that's being passed on rather than the sensation, rather than a, a more embodied thing. And again, to uh, stand for a Ochoa's uh, Society of the Dead, this idea of, like, contact begins with the body as well. Yeah. It doesn't begin with... It doesn't even necessarily begin with memory or you know i was suddenly just you know that that proustian thing that can be spirit contact of like why am i thinking about like this particular thing or why am i like veering into this kind of half vision at this point or or or, 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 i mean i guess why do i feel cold spots starts to be a bit more embodied but the notion of like why is my elbow twinging in this way uh, or, or not why is it, but 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 an awareness that this is happening, and uh-huh. that this can be a sign of a particular set of spirits or kind of spirits, or yes, absolutely, uh, or, or, or individual spirits. Like this is this this is how you know because you know uh, Grandpa's coming because because my knees acting up again. Yeah, uh, and th- th- this start uh, it being it, it, starting with the body rather than being a thing that starts with the uh, the mind or the logos that uh-huh. eventually spills out into the body. That, that coalesces out of.
0: Well, you bring up an important connection there with with a lot of transpossession, African transpossession traditions come out of dance prayer. Right. So kinetic prayer, kinetic movement that that aligns you to a rhythm, that allows a room to enter into a rhythm together to, quote, pull the energy of, pull the ashe, the force, or whatever you want to call it, mm. and create this chain that allows something to manifest. Mm. And that the goal... What's interesting when I see a, a, a criticism, uh, I have seen many different types of drummings within within various traditions uh, Vodou, uh, Santeria, Kimbanda, Umbanda, Candomblé. The difference of elders when they notice that someone else is starting to possibly be touched by a spirit, they're very aware. And they kind of corral and push, help push the spirit into the person. Younger people get very excited that something's happening and keep like, they either stop and stare or they get so obsessed with their own sensations that they're not helping guide. The point is to have something come down in someone, not necessarily you being possessed does not make you special. You are a vessel. You are not important except to serve as the meat puppet. So this de-emphasis of the individual's uh, importance as a possession vehicle is influence, influences even how we treat people that have a, a bout of psychodramatic possession or actually being touched by the spirit but nothing fully comes. Great, sit them down, give them water, but don't, don't gather around them because you don't want to start programming to the person that they're going to get attention mm-hmm. or that they're going to uh, be babied because of this investigations can be done training can be done we can investigate why the spirit didn't come or is it actually trying to come or what was the need maybe it just needed to come down and that person was like in the right place at the right time but the idea that you're special because you channel or because you mount something Mm -hmm. you are but it's service to the spirit or the deity Mm -hmm. um as opposed to an unwilling possession by a a demon Mm -hmm. And that whole relationship of like, why do we study? Because you were possessed as a child and you had to be like, this need to stop. Mm. Um, Why do we build, why do we seat spirits? Why do we build dolls for them and things like this? Sometimes in possession, traditions, religions is to allow the spirit to have a place to go. That's not your body. So no, you go there. (laughs) That's where you live in the same way that we could do the the reverse and and talk about like a a govi on a voodoo altar. Like your, your spirit has to go somewhere when you are being taken. Mm. I also love uh, Balo's reminder that in a possession trance model, trans possession model, uh, specifically, he's talking about Orisha here, but it applies to many of the modalities that everyone is possessed right now. You are possessed in your body by your head, by your consciousness, which is sometimes put aside to allow room for another spirit to come in or another, de- uh, another deity. Um, and the Ori is, is it's your personal deity. So it is this concept that your consciousness is linked to a heavenly consciousness mm. that is a potential as well. There is a, a parallel, a kind of, um, bilocation thing happening that tries to realign when you're sleeping, which is why sleep medicine, why couche lois happens, why Ori medicine you put, you pray to the head and you feed it right before sleeping that these things merge, but that you are possessed right now by your consciousness. And at night when you sleep, it's traveling. Mm. So it is visiting heaven again in bouts. It's going through these things. Now, if we explain that outside of like the primitivist idea of like explaining what happens when we dream, because there are many ways to look at what happens to our consciousness when, we, when we're asleep. A lot of people don't remember their dreams. We know that you would not be healthy if you weren't dreaming.
2: Right.
0: So most people are dreaming and not, perhaps not remembering it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But the idea that you're still, upon waking, your ori comes back into your body. And when do you think your ori? first thing when you get up? Thank you for bringing me to this day mm. because nothing enters into the body without the consent of the ori. And so this means that possession does not happen unless the ori allows it, which is also interesting. Right. So this idea of consent is already built into the system that the ori allowed the spirit, the demon, whatever it was to come in. So what does that mean? Does, does that mean you're weak in your spiritual defense? Is it, it's not. And I think it, we have to stop just short of victim blaming here for people who are doing this, but like, what is the hole in the, per, in the person's consciousness? It's not, Uri is not perfect. Right. And, and the concept of it, allows for faulty oris, bad oris, that you were in a hurry and you just wanted to get here, so you just picked the first piece of fruit you saw, and that's your ori for this lifetime. But our heads have different potentials. So if the deity possessed you at age seven, it's because the ori has a relationship with that deity and it's like, we need to, to do this. We need to find the body medicine now because the head can only do so much if the body's not prepared. Yeah. Long talk. Sorry. Mm. Um, you picked this particular part of the Sesame Street magic. What was what was your motivation? I, I was
1: interested in what it means to not just be assumed into heaven, but what it means to uh, have heaven assume into the the, 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 the onto the earth. Yeah. Uh, what it means to, to dance ahead, uh, right? What it means to uh, ride a horse. To ride a horse. To to, 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 to come down, as we put it. Right? Mm. Nice. Okay. But it brings to
0: mind the idea of presence and humanity and, and in the kind of Gurdjieffian model of the coach arriving, that is there's the horse, there's the driver and there's the carriage and that these three things must work in cooperation with each other. When we're talking about body, mind and emotion, mm-hmm. that these three things have to be put in balance in order to achieve forward motion. Mm-hmm. And the lovely thing about that metaphor is that when these three centers of the body are working in motion that if the driver is mo- driving the horse faster than it can go, the carriage and the horse are in danger. If the horse is going too fast, then the carriage and the driver are in danger. And if the, if the coach has its own momentum, like the horse is going to get, Squiddy it's, yeah, it's, it's not good when anyone is driving one, the other's too fast. Mm. So there must be cooperation between these three centers and that when are all, when three are all aligned, then it can, something can then enter the coach. So the idea of creating the body of light or spiritual consciousness is not a given. Just because you have a human body does not mean that you are immediately one of the privileged consciousnesses. Right, right. That it is a gift that must be embraced, which plays upon many themes. It plays on the the, the turtle, the Buddhist turtle. Mm-hmm. You know that story mm-hmm. uh, of that that to achieve or there's a couple different versions I've heard to be human and to hear or understand the Dharma is like throwing a ring on the ocean and the turtle pops its head up just through it. Mm-hmm. Um, some have even said to be human at all is that important, mm-hmm. is that impactful, and that wasting your humanity on animalistic instincts is is going to, you're not going to come back, you're not doing anything of interest right. forward. Um, you know, and of course this is, I just think the preciousness of consciousness comes back there, of of already, of, of understanding that, Ori is head, orisha is select head, that certain heads in the past have proven that they are of more import than even their own single life. And is their memory the thing, are we invoking those quote-unquote deities, those exemplars, those deified ancestors that were evidence of something beyond themselves that, that then we understand what we're allied, allied to. Um, syllables. Uh <laughs> Okay. How you, say, you were curious to, to go back to... Waking up first thing in the morning, I'm sorry.
1: No no, 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 sorries. Uh, that beautiful thing about the importance of the ori as what we honor at the start of the day after we've so there's the hypn- hypnagogic of the, the medicine that we put on, of the, the rogations and stuff that we do, uh, the head medicine that you would then go to sleep and attempt to integrate using sleep, and then you would integrate to life uh, waking up first thing, uh, water to the heads, uh, ori sanmi, etc. Uh, that put me in mind of our, our figure and the links that are made with fortuna major uh-huh. and the the rising sun fortuna major is distinguished from fortuna minor as being not the easy come easy go of, of fate as 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 fortune and the flow of casinos and uh, and and the movement of uh, you moving away from a situation or into another situation but the the entering nature of fortuna uh, major with its with its two points down it's 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 the, the the spearing of the the tuning fork into the earth. It's the it's it's the no. I'm not moving. I'm bringing the things to me, and a notion of the security. I mean, in in, in, in classic thumbnail divination, uh, not not by Nicky I mean, like to to thumbnail and <laughs> to, uh, to, 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 to to boil down. Fortuna Major is is yes, success, triumph, uh, which. Uh, is interesting in terms of uh, the assumption being that the triumph over death, uh, perhaps one of the, the, the major triumphs of, 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 uh, of mortality, of, of mortal consciousness. Uh, it's the hard-won success. Crucially, it's the it's 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 that which sticks around. It's the the success that you worked really hard for, and that you built the means to keep. Uh, it is it is the the slow build um, and there's something there about the start of the day there's something there about greeting the rising sun there's something there about um, alright, what's what's the work ahead of me today?
0: Mm. You know, it makes me think um, I have no idea what this metal tool is that has now become my wand and comfort, but um, Owani mm. Owani is the realm, is one of the primary Eshu Odus uh, it, it has relationship to poking holes in fate, mm. like the dam that is weakening, like we want things to flow, so we must destroy the dam, but there's an instability here. Mm. There's the, the metaphor uh, or the refrain of you carrying water in a basket. Mm. It's not an appropriate tool for doing so, but yeah. it, it, it carries it for a little bit, but it's not going to last. Work smart, not hard. It is, the, yeah, it is, there's the dam that's involved there. What's interesting about Owani and its relationship to the truth um, there's something that connects it to what we've talked about. And again, my caveat on anything Olu like I'm trying very hard to go off published sources, but I'm going to, I'm thinking of new things that are interesting based on what we've talked about today, which talking about mythopoetry and its relationship to the truth that Owani specifically speaks to the relationship of truth as a consensus, mm-hmm. that there is nothing actually true that we can believe. We do not know. We arrive at a consensus either with past experience and, and rectify that experience with our knowledge um uh, our belief or we go off of popular conceptions so like it's interesting to, okay, the sun's rising well we know the sun doesn't actually rise but like there's something to it of like we see the thing rise and everyone's like it's sun is risen right. and like yeah it's risen i believe yeah i don't really believe you mm-hmm. um and there's nothing wrong with that mm-hmm. um and it's interesting to think of it in those in the modern terms of how much we dismiss magic of like constantly surprised when people referring to it as like oh my god, I can't believe that happened. Like That is not what you should say when a spell is successful, when a working is successful. Uh, it, yes, mm-hmm. it, it worked. Good for you. Do it again. Find out mm-hmm. what worked. Repeat it. Right. And apply scientific method to magic um, is much better than applying magical method to science. <laughs> um, uh, pseudoscience. Bad. Right. Um, right. Uh, dot, 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 and a miracle occurs. Yeah. Uh, dot, 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 possession happens and, and everything is solved. Right. Uh, but I think, I think there's something interesting there of, of, um, Owani's relationship to uh, even ungratefulness of, of of like not giving credit where credit is due sometimes comes up there, or just a, a distrust of authority mm. that happens there, a distrust of dogma, um, the mm. breakdown in that way. Um,
1: That's interesting. In um, in a lot of the the delineations around when the greater fortune is not always the best thing that comes up uh, the figure called greater fortune is not necessarily your best chance it also has plenty of uh, c- configurations that are bad there seems to be an emphasis on this like radical um self-reliance uh that on the one hand uh yes fortuna major is the the force that helps you like build your own castle on the other hand it's the one that refuses help for anyone else and mm. in any works of, of teamwork or of um of, of acknowledging someone else's uh, authority, maybe.
0: It's interesting, I mean, because it's the concept that, like, the dam will hold when it's obviously leaking. The water, the basket will carry water for me. Like, you're not facing the facts about something. Mm. You are not progressing forward, not because you're not trying, but because you are blinding yourself to something, which Eshu naturally is a, a force that confronts that. Eshu is movement. Um, the force of movement, the deification of movement, which works for good or bad, and we can direct it. I mean, things move either direction. And if we go outside of a linear model, then, like, concentrically, from the moment of any interaction, and, you know, if applying magical model to science, quantum physics supports yeah. my <laughs> argument. Um, but uh, it's not saying that quantum physics is bullshit, And most people's interpretation of quantum physics is bullshit. Um, judgment. Judgment. I'm a very judgy person right now. Um, no, I just... The, the trying to get away from stagnation to allow Eshu to do his job and move us forward is an interesting side of that um, another kind of Gurdjieffian reference there and, and specifically I mean even to break it outside of pure Gurjef I mean like I'll, I'll betray my alliances here of like I've been with Jechi for as long as I've been crowned it's been 13 years now Uh, had a lot of talks with Matt the director Matt Mittler about this and even the way of planning things that um, planning conscious shocks to your system will allow you to perform better when when unplanned shocks happen Mm. so why do we meditate not so that we know how to meditate when we are in a room and have perfect spinal alignment right, and there's right, med- right. music right. playing. We meditate so that when the tiger is fucking chasing us and trying to kill us, that we can be clear-headed and make the best decision to have the best outcome. Yeah, uh, that's not the only reason we medica- medicate. Wow, <laughs> meditate. <laughs> <sighs> uh,
1: I mean, not unfair. The derangement of the senses, right? Yeah. The, what, what to do? How to train? What I've been thinking about as vital wit. Right. Uh, not not the, the, the wit of speech, but the wit of, of action and awareness. And uh, is that your term? Uh, I think so. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll someone else. Um, what? hold the Hold the thought, because what you just did
0: was that that question was something uh, at the let's speak a little bit about the VGS, uh, the Verus Genius Symposium. Uh, Daniel Schulte was doing a, an amazing uh, lecture, we're talking about aphorisms of working on the path and specifically with herbs. But one of the things that he brought up, which I really, really uh, was happy that it was spoken to, was that many times when we come across um, something that we believe we originated, but we found out somebody else did it before us, that oftentimes this is in Western model, people are dejected by this. Oh, I didn't think of it first. But what it really means is how in tune with the path you actually are, that you did not have to have it spelled out for you and your brain made the next step. Mm -hmm. And it shows that you are in alignment with the path Hmm. and that that should be embraced and how exciting that is, that that that's when you start needing a teacher less Mm. because other things are teaching you. So it's not that your teacher you cast off your teacher but it means that you can then be trusted to come up with magic right. come up with spells because you are able to predict if you come up with a complex spell and find out it was actually written in the 1400s you're like maybe I sat up and I'm pretty damn sure that I sat there and formulated why it would work on my own yeah. so now you understand the technology of how things are done you have stopped mimicry and are starting magia in- incorporating yeah, it, you are being possessed by the tradition mm. ooh that's an interesting side of it. so sorry to interrupt you I'll try and remember what no, I was saying no,
1: no. Uh, vital wit and the notion of, of of not comfortable in the sense of like mm, I'm cozy, but uh, being able uh, and capable uh, of knowing of, of, of knowing how to be in a situation when you don't know what to do. Uh, adaptability. Adaptability to an extent, but that 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 moment of like um, an agility of awareness, uh, or, uh, you know, of, of being able to. I don't know. I'm thinking about this a lot in terms of like footwork, I suppose, but being able to know that you're off balance and still be able to, like, not fall on your ass. Or if you are, turn it into a, a delightful pratfall or a, you know, a fancy... Um, it's called acting. ...role. A role. Yeah, it's good. acting.
0: I mean, like, this idea of, of improv and what that is, that, that was the, the successful rules of improv, right? Yes, and. Mm. You cannot deny the reality that's happening. You can't say, nope, that doesn't count. We're not like,
1: what? That doesn't work in life. This, I mean, I mean Johnston has some stuff about, he, he says, you know, uh, a no and or a no but... A block can work but it has to it works in spite of itself it's the exceptions that prove the rule and you can't you can't stop. it's not a true part.
0: no though it's not a true rejection uh in the same way to me i uh, you can work off of holy creation holy destruction holy resolution but you can't have holy destruction without the bridge to resolution mm. it's not holy until there is something past it so the rejection cannot just be no. right it's no. And yes, and like there's there's got to be something that it bridges to a movement forward. So
1: it's not the difference between blocking the scene and blocking a character. Yes, and what
0: resistance saying. as opposed to uh, nihilism. Right. Um, right. Okay, that's interesting. Yes, I mean I, I I'm always interested in this kind of um, somatic expressions, somatic feedback of just understanding the body as the constant tool that we have and uh, our conversations a lot of the West's obsession with separating mind from body and spirit from matter that they are concepts but that doesn't mean that they're separate and I think about this from in lifelong researches right of of non-oppositional dualism that is so inherent in in Mexica-Nahuatl cosmology of you can have two opposites that are by their nature intertwined they don't have to be one or the other. It can be a little bit of both. Mm. It can be particle and wave. Mm. Um, it does happen. Um, and is perhaps more, teaches us more than assuming the truth mm. um, and making all things fit our truth, which is, you know, the thinker thinks and the prover proves as far as uh, uh, Robert Anton Wilson. Um, <laughs> I, I like my invisible lighter to you. Um, uh, I actually feel like I have to write up a real lighter. Okay, there we go. Okay, There we go. Okay, hey. raw, raw. Um fantastic man uh, oh. met him in my teens and had lovely conversations with him oh. um, but the idea that we're always going to prove things to what we what our conceptions sure. of the universe are and that's really a dangerous sign it's one of the, the signs of spirit contact is that the spirit will challenge what you think something is mm. if the spirit constantly is reaffirming what you think the universe is it is selling something
1: right. in a bad way or
0: it's a delusion
1: right, right. I was having this conversation with uh my new housemate, who was also a, 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 a magician and artist. And uh, that I kind of realized that one of my rules of thumb is if someone says that they're speaking to a spirit and the spirit tells them exactly what they thought was going to happen. A, why did you bother? Um, and B, what? Nothing unexpected. Nothing like nothing uh, out of the ordinary. No, no extra information. No new context. Again, why are you doing this?
3: Yeah.
1: Uh, but yeah, uh, that's and, and that that gets expressed sometimes in terms of um, uh, the extra stuff that happens when you do something, mm. when you do something, do something, when 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 a magical operation is engaged in, when uh, uh, a, 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 a new door is opened, when when an, a, uh, an act that isn't just I'm trying to get this thing done, I'm trying to get my boss to pay me the back hey he owes me or something that the, the, there's a wider that you have you've gone somewhere and done something and the ripples of that have gone out and then start coming back to you in different ways But like the things around what happens when you're uh magicing
0: the ripples concentric ripples out sure um that, that is an important feature of me of of my perception of possession when it happens in a group especially that part of the nature possession the spirit should be tested or has been tested in the past. Um, because if it's not proving actually useful. it is. If it's about the experience. Somatically, psychologically, or otherwise of the mount. Then it is not useful. Um, and unfortunately possession by itself. You have nothing to gauge off of that many of the times.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but that a spirit in possession. Not only physically can do things. But spiritually can do things. Like the idea of... Um, seating a spirit in some form in some houses of umbanda you know the spirit must possess it must be tested and then the spirit just goes and picks up an object and consecrates it with whatever it wants to and says here i am and then leaves the body and the spirit is dwelling both in the ether and in the object and then that can be treated as a as a point beyond that um and the important thing here is that it's tested
2: Mm.
0: that your idea of something does not mean that it is there Mm. you cannot and this speaks to the nature, even in in debates about solitary versus self initiation. I do not believe in self initiation. Um, you can't initiate yourself to something that you you can't access something you do not have. Right. Solitary initiation can happen. I believe that you can access things by yourself, but it is still spirit. And these are semantic words, but the differentiation is there
1: without any other humans.
0: Without any other humans. That, alive humans and that that it is always spirit that initiates even if it is through another human right. that it is not the human the person initiated you or that you were initiated by we use these weird terms sure. but the parlance of it being that like no you were initiated to a deity a spirit or something that was brought in and access was given by someone but this idea still I think is really important to consider um, there was a train of thought there too but I have Casey Jones did a little bit Okay. Fortuna major major associations for you. As I say,
1: rising sun, uh, security New ones, Al. New ones, <laughs> new associations. Um, Fresh. Attempting to do everything yourself. Poking holes uh, in your dogma. <laughs> maybe maybe showing up your own your own dogma a little bit. Um hmm. the, the, this that this can be the least worst timeline. That's what greater fortune can do. <laughs> this is the best it gets. Like, oh, it's you should see the other oracle with that. Oh happens, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. This is, that's, that's 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 terrible. Uh, yeah, uh, Ghastly business. Uh, you know, it 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 does resonate with a very solar uh, quality. It's you know uh, the the expression of Sorath. The I like the tuning fork of it. I like the the notion that. Um, the hard work ahead of you is maybe yourself being tested as, as possessing oneself.
0: Okay. Um, what does it mean as a judge? I'm as just going to get specific here. Oh, cause. sure,
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, again, it can very much depend. So, uh, least worst going forward. Um, gosh. Uh, a Amicio moving to... Sorry, uh, Kaka moving to a Missio producing Fortuna Major uh, is a configuration of amputation. Uh, that, that, that that something has to be closed off and lost uh-huh. and that this is how you move forward to not get, uh, like, gangrene or the equivalent of, you know... Compartment
0: syndrome that you, we've got to release it somehow. Yeah. So that... Oh, that's interesting, right? So, like the dam is leaking, what do we do? We either have to strengthen the dam or it has to be torn oh, down. Oh, that would be the
1: other way around, right? That would be Missio as first and Carker uh, as uh, second. Uh-huh. Uh, that's generally a sign of the, le- the, the leak has been sealed, but the cat is out of the bag, right? That's a, that's a configuration that says, yes, you were losing money and you worked out how to replace the locks on your, you know, uh, shitty um, But you haven't safe. got the money back. But the money's gone, yeah. uh, and that's why it's also a configuration that's specifically good for um, the travel of news and information, uh, mm. because um, the, the word escapes out before the hand can be clapped over the mouth. Okay, that's interesting. Uh. All right. There's generally a quality of, 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 of returning back to the person having to uh, rely on themselves or, or is overly reliant on themselves
0: but well, you know you make me think i don't know why that was such a <coughs> nice visual of okay the rising sun coming into you and the kind of um danai being uh zeus appearing to her in a shower of gold and impregnating her mm. and the idea of possession possession um is it something foreign to us is it something native to us uh, what's our accessibility with it like what is the control mechanisms that keep it in place and, and help us mm-hmm. but when you witness something beautiful we talk you know ideally uh, there's a permeability where it can affect us and can we become overwhelmed with the what we see like this type of if an event has so much of a soul of its own in kind of a Mesoamerican cosmology that it can push part of your soul aside and this creates a soul loss. It's a a trauma, a PTSD that happens Mm. because it it is the blinding sun coming over the horizon. Mm. It blinds you. It takes away your own light briefly and you've got to readjust which is an interesting thing. Just the idea of who possesses whom uh, in that. Is the sunlight something that our witnessing of it do we own that moment or is the sun filling us? Is it... like, like, what is the, is that the in-breath as opposed to the out-breath? Like, are right. we, can we receive good thing in spirit contact? If, how are you hearing? Well, they're not talking to me. Is it because you're projecting constantly? Mm. Um, or, you know, what, what it's is it? Is it cup
1: full? Yes. You, yeah, you're <laughs> a, an empty cup or, or a cup with space for them to put something in it. Yeah, at least a sour shot or something. <laughs>
0: um, okay.
1: I mean, yeah. Uh, Fortuna major judges can be can be pretty, pretty varied. Um, well, okay. it's, I mean, fiery endings are generally emphasised. So, court's ending, in, not not uh, not as in it's all going to end in flames, but um, uh, configurations that have a second witness that's a fire sign are generally um, more favourable.
0: Okay. Well, I mean, you're you're speaking to the world card to me, right? Mm-hmm. Of like an inheritance. Of uh, because if we talk about even to have the sun coming in and inherit we inherit the sunlight. There, there's a way for it to um, impregnate us, a la Danae in the, the shower of gold, mm-hmm. or a way for it to burn us, a la uh, Samile and seeing Zeus in his full glory. Mm. And these two parallels are interesting because when we deal with the world card as the senior card that inherits the fool's journey and is the fool who is moving in this kind of leg-askance Haphazard way mm-hmm. that then becomes the world call card and the soul of the world by the end of it, inheriting everything in perfect balance with the boundary of time and the ouroboros and the four Gospels and it's the ta- four
1: Gospels, the four elements, the yeah, four, the four principles, the four directions. Yes, the the, the this, there's something about this this fourness uh, is, is 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 particularly important, I think.
0: And the world card speaks to me of a geomantic uh, Thing there, the reference to the four mothers, or the ones that first started it, and the judge that bears witness to yes. what the four mothers first spoke about, mm-hmm. um, because uh, one hundred twenty-eight possible configurations with the four mothers starting. That in time you will start. To, you won't need to do the chart. Mm-hmm. You there. Are, I have known geomancers, usually uh, Rommel casters, cot ca- ca- casters, who they know the first... If they know the first four, they can say, no, seventh house is this, fourth house is, fourth house is this, the 16th position, the reconciler is this, just because they know. Yeah. And I think that's part of training, too, that if you're going to answer the 99 questions, that you've probably had a, a huge sure. amount of these things. But the idea that you are... That the four mothers are the truth that shows you the judge. The judge is an inherent uh, balanced state of the four mothers telling their story. Mm. Which, I don't know, there's something beautiful in that with the world card. And certainly with the fool who is, who, who is not floating in the timelessness of space of the Assumption of Mary. The world card is a perfect... It was Al's pick. Um, uh, which, it's funny, because these are somewhat random. They're not drawn out of a hat, no. but there, there is the, like, hmm, let's talk about this one. It might be connected, and we always find connections yeah, between. Yeah. That's part of um, the game, for sure. Yeah. Uh, because the spice must flow. Uh,
1: Do you think there's a direct uh, reference to the Assumption of Mary in the... The lady and the and the snake originally, which becomes the lady in the scarf uh, with her with her two double-ended uh, wands. Do you think there's a? I don't think it's. Um, I, I'm not saying. Did Marseille Tarot? Uh, was, was it? Was it sneaking into Marian uh, mysteries here? But by the time we get to say the Railway Smith to do our Times' new Roman version, uh, <laughs> it, it, it like, always it, serif fonts. It seems sans serif can go to hell. Seraphim fonts. Uh, it seems there's the angels with the with with the hats or without the hats um it there seems six wings wings. uh, uh, and and so many eyes yes in heaven I have four faces um the in hell you have none (laughs) yes till I must scream Uh, and see you're ugly mug um (laughs) scream out your ass now scream out your
0: ass (laughs) I don't know where we're going with this but it feels like we're referencing some movie that has not been done
1: um all right. Well, so as uh, all right, there's there's a point. All right, uh, Empress of, of heaven, uh, or Queen of Heaven, and also Empress of Hell. Uh-huh. Right. And in in, is there a sense that uh, this assumption marks the? Is it the is it the promise fulfilled? Is it the the actual? Is it her initiation? Is it is it, is it a sense of like this is the beginning of your claiming your crown in heaven? Well, is the card
0: upright or reversed mm. uh, you know if, if we don't read it in that way oh for she's floating
1: down yeah <laughs> like <laughs> you know, she's
0: the reflection of the water not the act she's the, she's the reflection of the moon on the water not the moon itself like can we tell the difference there's something to all of that like the, just, for me the, the, the journey of the tarot there is something into it if I apply that kind of kimanda lens of like uh, this and even to quote the um, Welsh triads the, the druidism in the in the, in the long annals of Druidic history, mm-hmm. um, but the Welsh triads that, that propose these uh, Druidic axioms, which are you know obviously later than sixteenth century, I believe. But uh, I think that wonderful <laughs> pseudo historiographical book by Capt C A P T, blue cover, remember from the Pasadena in the library. I did not steal it; I was still there a few years when I went back. Um, but it has the Welsh triads, and there one of the outstanding aphorisms in it is: Rewards and punishments are not the consequences of our actions but the properties of them and i mm-hmm. enjoy that understanding with my embracing of kimanda of the only thing we are slave to is the outcomes of our actions
2: mm-hmm. that
0: the fool in their first step there is an outcome for every step and there are is a heaven or hell in that step mm-hmm. and that the fool will go through Reversals and uh, in, and uprightness through the journey, no matter what, and will inherit the world at some point. But what is the world that they are inheriting is created in that first step. And there's something interesting to me that of like like the fool is one leg up in the air, right? And the world is still one leg up in the air. And mm-hmm. there's something about dance. I think um, one of my favorite tarot books is uh, Meditations on the Tarot, uh, which is uh, it's such a an amazing. Uh, a journey into Christian Hermeticism but going through just the major arcana um, and its section on the world uh, card starts with uh, quotes about dance Um, uh, when he drew a circle on the face of the deep then I was at work beside him and I was his daily uh, and I was daily his delight rejoicing before him always rejoicing in this inhabited world and delighting in the sons of men Proverbs um uh, the uh, Isadora Duncan quote: uh, "One truly lives only when one dances," and it reminds me of the. See, and I don't know the his the actual accuracy of this, but the. I think it's a Hafiz quote, but there was also that book by that guy who translated Hafiz, but really just made up his own kind of interpretations of it and said that it was translated. So a lot of people quote Hafiz and Rumi Mm -hmm. and they are not actually those poems at Mm -hmm. all. Mm -hmm. Um, They're just translators being poetic. Um, But the idea that my God is a God who knows four words, come dance with me uh, is that's the whole poem. And I Mm -hmm. love that poem. Uh, I want to say it's Hafiz. Maybe it's Rumi. Maybe it's this translators stuff. Uh, uh, Flag it out to uh, us, me. Uh, but the idea that, that the invitation into co-creating the universe is a dance and Mm -hmm. this relationship with give and take, um, the, the flow forward and backwards, um, is the, the picking up of the foot and making the step forward parallel to my constant metaphor of breath. But you know, one night foot, it's, it's, that may sound anything of uh, neither, neither naked nor clothed. Um, Short, uh, shod, nor barefoot. Mm. Um, this kind of constant opposites. It's the Baphometic understanding, right, of being a unification of opposites, somewhere in between the liminality between right. those things, being both at the same time, non-oppositional duality. Mm. Um, you know, this is these are my my masturbation words. Um,
1: <laughs> well, even seeing like we're talking about the the, 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 the journey, the alpha Maker, the omega the fall and the uh, and the world. we we're, we're, we're seeing uh, breath and the bones again. Right, we have the the primal air, and and the Saturn, of, uh, of well of, of Saturn playing double duty for uh, the Earth as well,
0: and, and also the as far as the gospel writers go in the corners of the world, that they're often depicted as winged. Um, so you have the winged bull, the eagle is already winged, but it was said to be Scorpio. It's, it's metaf- metaphorically it's said to be Scorpio, so it's the eagle that is rectified from the scorpion's venom. Um, and then the man who has wings Mm -hmm. and the lion who has wings, which I love that in uh, Venice, the winged lion is the, because it's it's Mark's city, um, but uh, it's just described as a griffin. (laughs) All the time I was like, a griffin is not a winged lion. Right. Um,
1: But okay, I'm with you. So yeah, you get that goetically as well when you talk about the the wings of a griffin. Uh But we define a griffin as having eagle wings. Yeah. So what's going on here? Yeah. Yeah.
0: But eagle, like...
1: Yeah, where is the
0: understood verb in this? Like, is it wings like an eagle, or did like was it Frankenstein and they created? Like, if I use an eagle feather, is that the same as a griffin feather? Right. No, no, it's not. It's no. from an eagle, not a griffin. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, yeah does that mean their griffin wings or, or griffin feathers are as illegal as eagle feathers in the states
1: <laughs> I mean it's I probably way more endangered right
0: 10,000 years old. are they on the migratory
1: birds act ah. is there a migratory cryptid act <laughs> um, this, this, <laughs> this bestiary hicks us for entertainment purposes only <laughs> caveat bestiary
0: <laughs> um okay so world touching on some nice things there Ooh. um the last two, I believe, technically on the list, because at this point we might as well drive it home. We are doing pretty good on time considering how many tangents we've gone off on. So, <laughs> These are our materia, right? Uh, Myrtle, uh-huh. <laughs> who I believe is a sister of Rowan, right? I'm not crazy in remembering that. I isn't think so, isn't yeah. the one who actually has the toad put in her mouth? She's Myrtle. Yeah, I think so. Um, nice Venusian references as opposed to the solar references of Rowan. um... But uh, and Mercurial, you,
1: you did it beautifully. <laughs> you did it beautifully. Rowan
0: as Mercurial, yeah, uh, can
1: be uh, yeah. And right. Marshall,
0: it, and, like it's everywhere. Right. Rowan is like it's a fiery wood.
1: And certainly the the, the thing that is searched for. I mean, uh, just in terms of the the, uh, the Wicker Man, right, is searched for and is duplicitous and leads, but is also led.
0: Uh, but it's solar. It's the flaming. It's the it's the set the man on fire, burn the Christians out. Yeah. Okay. Um. Uh. I one of the you know, we're we're weird and I know when we talked about this creationist this podcast and like framing things on the liturgical Christian calendar, some people are like, why do they do that when they talk about magic and paganism all the time? Um, because uh you're not my real dad and you never will be. Um <laughs> but uh also the lies
1: my baby Jesus Christ. Yeah.
0: Um he, catholic means universal just embrace it it's a lot easier Um uh, pretending like you're pooping it'll be much easier um uh, breathe out yeah but uh also uh, the <laughs> i'm gonna quote some lafayette from true blood which is wonderful that you know jesus and i are in an open relationship we've agreed to see other people and it works out <laughs> good for us like he still comes around occasionally it is some good times stay to like, my new
1: local that looks like exactly like that
0: guy <laughs> um We're
1: slowly making friends
0: all right, so Myrtle and Moonstone. Mm-hmm. I think uh, let's talk about both at the same time, sure. yeah, yeah, because it'll bring in other topics for sure. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: one of the main things that I love about Myrtle as a like the, the fact that it's 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 not just a Venusian uh, plant; it's one of the Venusian yeah, plants, absolutely. Right? And and one of the things that I really like about it is that it evokes not just like love as an abstract that we that we that we hope for, but the procession that it, in, it involves movement, that it involves going to somewhere and it's special because it's special and you, you you uh and it's special because you go there and you go there because it's special and there is a a, a co-creation that's occurring that you are doing it in in community as well that there's a sense of like leading something uh that we're not just abstract that you know that so much love work isn't just about hoping or about or even the, the, the other side of it of, of like working on yourself sure yeah th- those, are, those are really important things to bear in mind. But, but it's there is a there is a sense of it's it's connecting up uh, things in a in a vector. There is a, there is a sense of like making a future that we are all walking towards. Um, yeah, the, the, the and that the procession can take on qualities of like the the arch that you know of swords, the, 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 a bunch of like uh, wedding imagery mm-hmm. uh, to it. Um, that it is uh, something that crowns. Uh, as well, typically, right? It's being used in uh, in, in, in various forms of like, like laurel, where it, which is often paired with. Yes. Interestingly, and so we have this this model of like the the sun that goes into the underworld with with bay, and we have the the the, the morning and evening star that that, that, that shines. Um, well, I mean,
0: the the thing about myrtle as a crown is that's what Paris crowned mm. Aphrodite with when declaring her the loveliest of the gods. So the interesting thing about that is that, again, that's the fool's journey, right? So this sets in chain the the emotions that become the Trojan war and the odyssey and horrible events on in humankind, which is very hard because it's the whole thing of the gods fought fought on both sides of the war. Like they they split amongst themselves. And like, you know, it's this thing of like this idea that the monotheistic God sides on the good side, the good people, you know, it's this thing of, you know, like constant complaint of political, language that gets polarized in religious terms only proves promoter all the time but karen mccarthy's argument that like you cannot actually have separation of church and state it does not exist Religion exists to justify political action whether on a small scale or a large scale sure. so your your religious beliefs justify your morality whether it's thinking globally or or nationally or communally or familially or sure. renegade self-person mm. but the idea that myrtle invokes love in all of its totality and like we've talked about this before that love magic is like the darkest magic to many magical practitioners mm. to take someone's will away and make them fall for you is like the ultimate in i don't care what happens for the other person
2: yeah.
0: um in many of the classic love spells that the gods be tortured until the person comes to you and f- you feel them and that they are so servant that to person you. be tortured until, yes
1: until they do what you want them to do yeah right so this 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 Much more love for being loved than there is for a care for the literal target of your affections. Yeah,
0: yeah, and and also the concept of what love is, I think Myrtle invokes that so constantly. Of ideas of what love is changed throughout our own lives, let alone historically. That love is not a universal human emotion; Mm -hmm. that it just doesn't make sense in all cultures. It is something that once it sneaks in, then the ideas of no one loves me or things like that like there's cultures that doesn't make any sense mm. um it that the love sickness is when we talk about psychological illnesses in like in studying curandarismo they're talking about like susto solas as a psychologically bound illness the cult, culturally psychologically bound illness yeah. or um uh maleojo as a cultural illness that westerners don't necessarily get mm. um white people might not get that in the same way and then the embracing that as a as a pseudo psychological term like well maybe susto is ptsd and I'm like okay maybe but like okay but following that model that love itself is a culturally bound conception of cures and illnesses that exists in the west yeah. that sexual desire and attraction is very different from love but it's conflated fertility is very different from love but it's conflated yeah um, that that Venus herself, we and when we reduce her to goddess of love, it is very different from goddess of creativity, abundance, inspiration. Craft. Cra- yes. That that there is, um, especially when we go to Venus as opposed to Aphrodite. Mm. Uh, that I think that there's a shift there that happens because in Roman mythology, Minerva, Minerva does not have all of the associations that Athena did. Her importance as uh, uh, supporting the triad of of, of Jupiter and, and Juno, mm. and being a lightning goddess and uh, executing state decisions and the rapidity of thought and wisdom. Right. But she loses her craft as much. She doesn't. Right. Be, she just. She strays away from being the weaving goddess. And some of those things is because they're appropriated by other deities, whether um, it's Diana or uh, or or Venus, right. um, and and even other and other male deities that come in and, and usurp some of those powers. But I think the notion of inspiration itself is so intrinsically tied to Venus by the time we get to planetary conceptions in the Neoplatonic models, Mm. um, that there is other sources of inspiration, but the muse itself is the, it's the Lian and Shi thing. It's the thing that will destroy you, inspires you. Mm. Like, you love this person and you'll do everything. You'll think of every way to get them to you. Mm. But it's that same fallacy that we have of like, well, once you get them, what happens? It doesn't mean love is not enough like we we talk about it you know God is love but what does that mean is God Venus well is God Venus then wow
1: (laughs) may still be ruling this aeon by uh, some standards of planetary aeonship.
0: Um. okay so with Myrtle what are your favorite uses of Myrtle other than to crown us and and declare you know that love reigns supreme and then start the Trojan War (laughs)
1: <laughs> uh, I like it as I say, as, a, as something that implies movement from somewhere to somewhere else, from a, from a, um, a less uh, sacred place to a more sacred place. Uh, its processional stuff means a lot to me, mm-hmm. even to the extent of putting it in, uh, pu- uh, sprinkling it in either left or right shoe, uh-huh. depending on the, the client's best for forward, um, moving, moving forward, because um, often there's a sense with love work where uh, someone is, this isn't their first rodeo uh-huh. uh, most of the time that you uh, are at the point where you're consulting a diviner and a worker on um, your you know love life uh, in, a, in a way that uh, fits or uh, accords with the, with the ethics of the, the practitioner it's generally not the first thing they're trying they, they've tried to do it's generally a sense of frustration at consistently um, trying to uh, put themselves out, or meet someone new, or keep someone, um, and so it it, it prompts uh, assessment of patterns and of getting the getting the fingers in the in the stagnant water potentially. Uh, yeah. Actually, yeah, uh-huh. that 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 sense Yeah, of, because
0: angel water is vivifying to the to the face and the senses. It, it <coughs> promotes. Uh, that's cool. Yeah, mm. I think um with the lore of Myrtle too is like it does favor salt salt air. Mm. And the specific lore, I think it's English especially, but probably Western European in that sense, that it will only live if planted by women. Mm. Like, it can be found wild, or it can be cultivated by women. That Mm. its nature, the martial energy of men, is too much for it, it will taint it. And that's quite interesting to me. Um, That uh, it does have, on like a a purely uh, medical herbalism side, it has antiseptic, antimicrobial properties. Mm. um, And... It's an expectorate. So it makes you, your it heals the the respiratory system, Mm. which, as far as inspiration, is interesting.
1: Inspiration, and it also makes me think of, you know, the Venus on a Bad Day emissio uh, that we carry grief in our lungs Uh uh, by uh, TCM models, I think, and a couple of others. But the idea of, like, breathing clear uh, about something.
0: Um that's cool. Emotional profile in notes, uh talking about Myrtle having an intelligence that is helping shift people who seem to have a grey veil over anything connected to the lungs, smoking, uh anger, greed, envy, anything that's that feels slight not like obstructing, but like it's a coating on the person, grimy that Myrtle helps uh cleanse that and uh it it helps Activate and then purge disharmony in the body, uh, even for the dying. That it helps people resolve uh, different imbalances as they're dying. It's a very there's specific offers that like to to throw that around, but it doesn't seem outside of its scope mythologically and traditional uses huh. in that way. I know that um, uh, my teacher, who was really big on spoons um, as the like the witches' wands uh, of like. You know, yes a wand is lovely but one then should be carved as a spoon because we stir things with it but that like Myrtle was preferred even over Apple for Venusian connection or that Apple and Myrtle were very close but Apple promotes sex more than love and love is very complex and could incorporate many things right. but Myrtle truly stirred the, the energies of Venus in a way that was quite unlike any other plant. Yeah,
1: um, It seems yeah Apple seems to pull back to Earth and Myrtle seems to pull up to the, the if we if we take the direction of like up as heavenly in some way it seems to seems to connect us up that way as opposed to connecting us up to what's on the ground or even under the ground um we're going to do that kind of dichotomy
0: no that's interesting because I mean the apple is so connected with fertility mm. um both are rose family ultimately aren't they they're, they're all I believe related I, I yeah apple certainly is uh uh way way back not like no, not family-wise or order-wise, but above that, genus. Clay, no genus is towards the bottom. Myrtle is the genus. Ah. Then there's the three species: communis and whatever Saharan myrtle is, and blah blah blah. Um. Yeah. Uh, oh, and it's synonyms. Uh, uh, synonym, that each of the deities have their crown of plants. Mm. That Aphrodite is myrtle, just as like you said. That bay and Apollo and. Uh, olive and athena mm. that there's this 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 plant that signifies them at their their crown state
1: mm. um which we get in the world card right we get that like vesica yeah going on.
0: yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. the vesica and then the and then is not the world like literally wearing a crown of of plants on many versions of itself
1: well, this was something I, w- I was wondering about, like circlets and coronets and crowns of stars That, are, as, as Queen of Heaven that might also be the stars of uh, that might be leaves as well. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. That's interesting. Of course, always this, um, sorry, shuffling through tarot cards that happen to be in front of me. Uh, Le Monde. Well, there she is, very, actually very Momajira-like, right, of her. Her staff mm. and the leaf garland, but there's the bundles of laurel, yes. m- assumedly, around actually holding it when it's not an orboros.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, this person has never seen a lion.
1: Uh, <laughs> good. Um, In the right away Smith, she's not wearing. But it
0: is still crown. a bundle of leaves. But yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, f- fascia <laughs> held together. Mm. Um, oh, and its relationship to the body. Thinking of y'all, <laughs> Uh yeah wow okay and this is going to be very difficult to find the card that I want but uh no that's that's all very interesting.
1: Mm, that was
0: nice. Yeah so judgment but that that's obviously the world there can't be any other card so holding the sphere
1: because
0: <clears throat> I don't think that's judgment. Um. Uh. But okay, so we have these different relationships of different plants. Myrtle herself uh, getting the frog thrown in her mouth in the movie we keep referencing. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, it's it's such a. It is one of the sukkot, sukkot plants, Jewish lore. Oh yeah. Yeah, uh, it's one of the four plants uh, the feast of Tabernacle. Of uh, the Tabernacle. Right uh. there at the. Myrtle is one of the, like the things that's important, uh, and I believe. Uh, no, ugh, stupid. I have to go off memory now, which is even worse. <laughs> uh, something about it's it's uh, bringing together community in a convivial, congenial way. Yeah, um, I think
1: I think that, that that makes sense to me. Again, the processional nature of it, right? That, that we that we come together on a vector to do something, not just amassing and. Uh, and populous <laughs> yeah it 's like palm
0: willow, myrtle, and uh, citron
1: mm. are all
0: involved with that, but I think contrary to because I still consider Jewish lore Mediterranean just East Mediterranean, and even though the lore of Aphrodite is is Cypriot like a of this moving out from there, that uh I believe it's directly related as a masculine plant in Jewish lore, oh like phallic force. Ah. Um, but I don't know. That's cool. Like it's just an interesting dichotomy uh, oh, yeah. of what goes with there. Um, yeah. So what of? I mean, we'll weave back to Myrtle if there's anything, you know, that we feel like <laughs> it. Because <laughs> whose podcast is this? Um, Moonstone. I mean, might as well not leave the one thing out. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, I said this because I just literally got a shipment in of Moonstone because I adore Moonstone.
1: Mm-hmm. I what you can use it for.
0: Um, well, there's a few things. Uh, it depends on, the, I have some guias to make, some, some some beaded strands to make for Kimanda Spirits. Moonstone is, is because of its similarities to Opal, to Mother of Pearl, to these these things that look like they have a rainbow film mm. over it, it invokes Das Almas to me, um, and a coolness there. Personally, white moonstone, I associate with Obatala.
2: Um,
0: moonstone in general, yes, cause, but, like, the wider it is, obviously the closer it becomes to this, but, uh, especially, uh, like Obamoro, uh, because of the, connect- like there's, the luminescent reminds me of dreams. Mm. So this kind of call the film, the otherness that's there, the placenta, the, the, the shine that's there. I do like the lore that it is believed to be crystallized from the moon's rays itself. Right. Um, which I had that kind of weird scientific clash when I was reviewing that information. And they like, did they really think that though? Like, mm. Can it can it be an
1: imaginal? Uh, yeah. Can you tell nice stories about a thing? Nice. Can you tell stories about something without literally thinking that's where it came from?
0: Because it's it's the thing of like, do I looking back through the same lens? Is there something just that's not? Uh, can it be an emblematic interpretation yeah. of something yeah. that speaks to a truth that is both acknowledged as um, uh, mythopo- mythopoetically yeah. true? Um, but not necessarily thinking that you think that rocks form out of the air. Right. I don't know because is this just my my brain trying to justify wisdom of cultures that are not having access to the same scientific right. assumptions that
1: I have? But but that's that's also a teaching um, story, right? Because as far as I know, one of the reasons that the moonstone is said to be uh, from the moon or or lights the night up like the moon uh, is that it changes depending on. That the stone itself is is, is is changeable and does different things at different times, uh-huh. uh, like like the moon and its uh, capricious uh, motions across the sky, uh-huh. uh, 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 as its carrier between the mansions. That it that it, it what it's doing changes, and so that account of uh, it being like the moon is a is a historiola that tells us something about the stone. It isn't just a uh, how the leopard got its spots.
0: Well, yeah, this reminded me of something with Myrtle, too, of um, the... Okay, so I always kind of quote my own categories for uh, where associations with plants come from. Mm -hmm. There's the phytochemical, uh, which is the effect the plant has chemically upon us, upon nature. Um, There's the uh, sympathetic, like how it grows, what it looks like as it grows. There's mythos, which is usually based in one of those other things. Um, and then there's where it grows, like the specific conditions of a specific plant, yeah. which are, are four access points to the power of a plant for me. This mm-hmm. is my TM theory over years. Um, but I was thinking about that with Myrtle of here the plant is used uh, mythically, we have a source as being venusian and being literally crowning her with it that that transmits that knowledge of like it's always associated with love um just as a venusian embodiment of of that energy um and is there something phytochemically in it Mm, not necessarily but there's there's a sweetness to it Mm. um so there is something there that's in the phytochemical that adds to this lore around it and moonstone similarly i have never thought about those theories of a stone doing that thing but like you know, again, I, I compare it to other things that are luminescent of, uh, or or um, opalescent yeah. of opal and uh, uh, anything that is having that
1: weird labradorite yeah film yeah that, that Aurora, luster or, yeah yeah and, and it, that, it, it, it is it is um it can feel accidental right I I just got a, a load of mo- uh, moonstones in as well to to make uh, you? spirit houses and talismans. And seeing the different stones, like having a bunch of them together and seeing how some of them you can pick up, uh, you know, moonstone beads as well. You know, you can pick up and see the luster instantly. Some of them don't really have it at all except from an exact angle and you have to be set there and the the light has to be coming from there and that's how it like gives that little like, uh, that little slightly rainbow blue luster. Um, that, that sheen does feel like you wouldn't catch it the same way twice. It does feel passing. It does feel um, a little like situationally
0: unique. Mm. I'm always curious. I was uh, looking back to see where it, it naturally occurs in the world, mm-hmm. um, other than you know, new age shops <laughs> um, and Etsy. But Armenia, Australia, the Austrian Alps, one of the oldest known sites for mining uh, moonstone. Mexico, Madagascar. Myanmar Norway Poland India Sri Lanka and the United States okay um, but I just always find it interesting like where is because that's where I want to okay what's the lore around those areas yeah. um, you know kind of gun, gun germs and steel of, uh, of terroir. Uh, uh, yeah exactly uh, the terroir that leads to the magic um, I know that it was associated with lunar deities which was you know I got that but then of course the dianic influence and what that is and and the vision I also like it, uh, for its colic reference of, like, being born behind the call, mm. but also the vision of the, the cataract over the eye, mm. and the kind of Teresian effect of, how uh, you know, seeing seen between the veils. The yeah. Yeah, yeah. um.
1: And seeing between veil, as
0: yeah. well,
1: crucially. Uh, so. As you are veil, so you are already, like, have eye in there. Exactly.
0: Mm. Um, and the... The kind of uh, creator deity metaphor of like the the aged creator deity that's slow moving is actually the one that moves the world, and and has this fast effect that's very macro cosmic, um, mm-hmm. and I don't know just the yes and apparently that's called shilling, um, which is the play of color. Oh, so there's sheen and there's sh- oh Schiller. Sorry, not shilling. Shilling is money. Mm-hmm. Schiller is sheen is the play of color, um, but yeah. Know it's it's as far as the other side of it, dianically, um, I do associate it in my own weird childhood, teenage ways of when I first was obsessed with Artemis of Ephesus. That, um, I had the idea of uh, uh, the absolutely those are breasts, I don't believe they're dates or whatever those are. Like, yeah, one many breasted thing that nurtures everybody is wonderfully important, um, but the, the breast milk of her is crystallized as like moonstone mm. the, there's this um you know some part of my my 13 year old uh pagan self who was desperately trying to figure out how to combine diana hecate and the virgin mary in those <laughs> early days in in a way just because that's what made the most sense to me like i can't get rid of the moon deity i have already that's just stupid mary's <laughs> got to be in there and she went to ephesus and like hello um she's really
1: the same thing thread thread oh i had i definitely had that
0: idea i don't know i was like eight or nine where i was my grandmother was uh my dad's mom was a a chaucer and a shakespeare nerd and i love the anachronisms in like julius caesar of mentioning by 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 mary and you know this type of thing of constant back and forth Mm -hmm. um but uh the 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 idea that Some have posited that the Greek gods in hiding from the Titans, they're said to have disguised themselves as animals and that that's where the Egyptian gods came from. And that following that mythology and following that kind of, let's combine everything so it all makes sense factually and on a linear timeline, that at some point the gods decided that they were not having effect on the populace anymore and combined their forces to form the one god. And this kind of whole They thing... consolidated
1: all of their existing minds into one. Easy exactly. Step. They became a mega bank. Yeah.
0: Um, you know, what is it? There's only like 11 banks now in the U.S. Like the rest are credit unions because there used to be over 300 in the early 90s and they've all combined. Yeah. Scary. Um, there better be FDIC insured. short. Uh, but yeah, there's this... Uh, what is syncretism like? Right. The dominant culture moving in there, and the moon is such an interesting thing because it receives everything. Is that that whether it's the the prison of Cain or the moon that, as it grows in light, it receives the souls of the dead, and as it diminishes yep. in light, that it's pushing Purpose the souls of, of, of death. Yeah. yeah, that's
1: raining back the the dead back down in the bigger water cycle of our ancestors. Yeah,
0: and I think about the importance of uh, breast milk. Uh, as a as a nurturing force the, the lactating madonnas that are like taboo in like american culture but like are so important um that that certain plants and certain stones grow when the breast milk of the virgin hits the ground and uh
1: uh Lacuta quotes mandeville and pseudo mandeville uh, even on um some of the uses of moonstone include uh this this nourishment stuff mm. um uh, physically, uh, so, so a healing stone. Literally, you mean I tapped the into body. the
0: current? Al? You did.
1: You tapped into the current. Apparently, uh, yep. milk baths for everyone. <laughs> milk baths for everyone. Uh, yeah, protects from storms, heals lunatics, and helps win honors. Uh, some of its other
0: uses, um, which are all things where like lightning flashing across the sky, and like the uh, lunatic mind is is inconstant. So it's like a homeopathic, mem- mem- yeah. like thing there, and, That's and, and
1: literally of the moon.
0: Um, yeah, lunacy. Mm-hmm. Literally, literally. Mm-hmm. Um, ah, not just you know, not just because I'm English. figuratively <laughs> yeah. literally, yeah. yeah. Um,
1: em- uh, emphatically. So, yeah. and it, it
0: makes me think too of the, um, the depictions of uh, the the obsession of of Western modern lens to make all art representational, mm. um, and the coming up against like uh, depictions of Shango in in uh, Nigerian art where it's he's depicted as a woman. Or that a male figure might be depicted with breasts, but still male genitalia. And the idea that, is it a woman who's depicted with a phallus or a male who's depicted with breasts? A king nourishes their people. A king is constantly holding people to his breast in order to be a good king. Mm. And that the idea of depicting as a woman, um, but also the fact that women were considered to hold the fire deity's head uh, energy in their head better. So the O'Shea comes out of the splitting head of the woman. Like, there's all these things there of, like, we don't necessarily know... When we're looking at it through a Western lens of interpretation, just like right. we've talked about this with the Eloquan heads before, that like these heads of, we worship this headless deity that lives in the bottom of the ocean. Because we um, have the head here. We have the head here, as opposed to the fact that the head is the seat of consciousness, and the Celts didn't worship a headless deity, just because they had ke- heads as well. It's a very right. strange thing. It's like saying that, you know, well, I guess, the, the, as Catholic, um, I, yes, we do worship this weird tree deity that's like like nailed to it and like that's sure that's its own thing but rude uh the holy rude not he's calling me rude um there's so many other things you could call me all right well i think that's a pretty uh thorough examination for our first one yeah yeah. Uh, we've been pregnant with this episode energetically for nine months so Mm -hmm. you know it's it's great to to get it out there i think um you know, one of the, the fascinating or the, the rewards of doing this is like the insights gained from actually just talking through shit. Um, and the fame. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, but that's a, that's a very world card thing, right? Of like, there's all these things that are written, these sources that we're going through and personal experience, whatever it is, whatever our gospel leaning is that are brought to synthesis through a a wreath of laurel or myrtle or whatever it is that we're doing. And, um, yeah, maybe the world card is holding, little batons to hit us both over the head with um <laughs> from either end yeah coming from either and going, end. Coming and going. Mm. um the tree of heaven and the tree of hell the queen of heaven and the empress of hell mm-hmm. um something going on there um but yeah so uh it's a little out of order i hope still that uh, uh you know uh, there's still some missing episodes we can we can get done we'll talk about them too much because maybe eventually they'll get done but uh I think our last episode before this was St. Raphael last year mm. so uh, it's good to get jabbing again yeah. um, uh, it wasn't as easy to get back on that bike though oh, dude no, like no, no. wow um, and we talk all the time so it's not us <laughs> that means dear friends it's you <laughs> <laughs>
1: um,
0: no it's a it's bar a,
1: you it's a delight it's, it's and uh, yeah and, and dialogue and physical space and the closest you can get to it through a radio uh is, 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 radio is <laughs> uh, um, oh. uh,
0: we could put a rune in every time and just really mix it up um, okay uh, so this has been uh our something episode of radio free Golgotha um and thank you so much for for listening we are uh keep releasing the, the unknown episodes and keep making new ones. So, uh, thanks for listening in. Um, I don't know. I still think there's something in it, in a wish for all of this with the assumption of Mary that is it dormition or assumption? Like how do we enter into even our worst moments or our unconscious? Can we approach things in with intention and consciousness? Mm. Can we bring the efforts of our good times Enough with us to weather us through the bad times. Can we keep our sense of character, our sense of self? Can we honor the consciousness that is in our head? Can we um, you know, appreciate Arises our better selves? Yeah, mm. appreciate the the sunrise for what it is, mm. um, and not complain that morning is not the magician's friend. <laughs> um, I don't know. There's something there. Can we be? Can we assume ourselves uh, rather than? Uh, enter our own dormition right like what is what assists our awakening people events places things either propel us forward or at best stagnate us at worst move us backwards right. and uh, that doesn't mean that those things will always do that but there's definitely what is useful in the moment and I prefer that kind of more shamanic uh, what is useful right now yeah. might not be useful tomorrow mm-hmm. and therefore applying dogma
2: right.
0: <laughs> is okay. not helpful but
1: forming our own observant rules. Right. Which is where those, those, those strictures of the four Gospels in the corner that we, that we draw from allow uh, a response to uh, you know, floating uh, in, a, in a world of, of change and, and stability. And she did perhaps cast a magic circle
0: of laurel leaves to protect her from the Gospels. Ha! Um, (laughs) (laughs) just putting it out there she's double wanded because she's got a a club for each of the gospels there right Um, I just realized she's totally threatening them
1: Um, (laughs) carrot and stick yeah Ah! (laughs) yeah I like that very much Uh,
0: so yeah Uh, draw circles to protect yourself from your own dogma Uh, poke holes in the dam to test its strength Mm. Uh, crown yourself in myrtle and remember that that Love is probably a better guide than many
1: other things. Mm. Uh, And the love we find along the way, uh, and that we walk in parallel to uh, for for periods. And may all your spilt breast milk turn into moonstones. Absolutely. (laughs)
0: Yes. All right, thank you, listeners. We will be back soon, we hope. And with that, slut. Slut. Might be (laughs) Sloot. We should get a pronunciation.
3: (laughs) Thanks, everyone. All right.